Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Here we go. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-assed sports fans giving their half-assed opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Oh, episode 65. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. Iceman's back. Oh, there he is. The Triforce. Back together. Number 65, gentlemen. Who the fuck is 65? <sighs> okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Iceman. You were just talking all that shit, weren't you? <laughs> and pick a lineman. Any lineman. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Well, my, my one of my favorites is Lane Johnson. Who? Go ahead, Rich. Say it. Who? I, you did. I don't need Who? to. Yeah, F- Philadelphia Eagles. Lane Johnson. All right. Well, Amazing. Amazing. It is very apt. You know, you bring up football right out of the box. But. Wait a minute. Wasn't it? Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to say Barry Sims. Played for the Raiders. <laughs> sure, I because I I remember his name from the Super Bowl. Something happened, and I think he was sixty five. I think now watch, watch it. No, he was like uh, sixty two, but whatever. All right, there. There's my contribution to that. All right, let's move on. Let's see that there is this SI thing that we can always refer to. It's got the greatest athletes listed by number. It takes a second to load. What we really need. Is I need you to download. I can send you the link, but it's from the Muppet Show. It's the dun 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 it manamana And whenever someone's looking something up, you can play that as the music. 
Because the Jeopardy theme is just too on the nose, in, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, Antoine Bethia, number 65. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. We'll stop there. All right. Talked all this football. We got to put it on the back burner for just a minute. Damn it. Because <laughs> we got to well, we lead with at least a huge trade that went down in uh, baseball last time we all got together. Not just for us around here, but huge trade in general is uh, Justin Verlander. Going to the Houston Astros. Yeah. Uh, big. That, that's, that's a statement. Yeah. That is, that is the Tigers waving the white flag that uh, I, I've been waiting for them to wave for quite a while now. Um, you know, I, I, they, they, to me, they had to do it. I've been singing this song and beating this drum all this season. Uh, started it last season. Um, and, I mean... They got pretty good. They they got they got back pretty good value for the fucking trade. I mean, they got back. And the, the Astros have one of the strongest organization uh, minor league organizations in the league, and they got back three prospects for them. I mean, you're the baseball guy, so I trust you. But I'm always wary of prospects because they're to me. I always just view them as maybes. Granted, they do. You are correct. They have a spectacular farm system there down in Houston, but. I just don't know how comfortable I am with three maybes for Justin Verlander. I mean, it's it's not 2012 Justin Verlander, but still. Well, I think the interesting part is that because he has a no, he had a no trade clause across the board, mm-hmm. and apparently the rumor was he was only, uh, um, he was only going to okay the trade if it was going to if he was going to Chicago. So, like the Cubs was. Apparently that was where he wanted to go, and it like literally, he agreed, and they got this trade in one minute before the, the the deadline, one minute before they couldn't do this trade. So this was this was Verlander sitting there, I mean obviously pondering this, and he's like, shit, I better you know come up with an answer. So I mean this isn't this isn't a matter of the team did it and he had no say. He could have stayed in Detroit if he wanted to, but I mean honestly. I can't be mad at him for going and looking for a ring somewhere else, man. He gave us what twelve seasons here. I mean, it. If it hasn't happened in twelve seasons, what team in Major League Baseball? Not even, not, not even the Yankees window from the mid '90s into the 2000s was longer than twelve seasons. Well, what I'm thinking about is you go after ten seasons, aren't you just holding on to the name at that point? I don't think Justin has anything close to what he used to have. Yeah, but they said the same thing about fucking uh, Roger Clemens. And then he left, and he went to, to, to uh, Toronto and tore he it up. He cheated. And then he, went to, then he went to Houston. Dude, every bro, everybody cheated back then. Fernando Vina got caught busted with PEDs. <laughs> what the fuck did Fernando Vina ever do worthy of taking PEDs? <laughs> Nothing, except for grow a pencil-thin fucking gay-ass 1990s boy band fucking goatee. That's it. So... I mean, I'm over the whole fucking he cheated shit. Of course, everybody was cheating. When David Cohn's taking PEDs and he looks like a stork out there on the mound, it's, obviously he wasn't adding bulk, okay? It was probably HGH so they could come back quicker from fucking injuries. Is honestly what it was. I, that's, that's honestly what I believe guys like David Cohn were taking. Because he's not a fucking... David Cohn is by no... Or not David Cohn, goddammit. Um, Andy Pettit. He's by no means a fucking monster on the mound as far as... 
big and shit. And Clemens has always been a big guy. But anyways, my point is, he went to Toronto. He left Toronto. He went to Houston. He, he was part of that team that went to the World Series in 2005. I mean, you know, and then, of course, he was in with the Yankees, and he went to the World Series with them. I mean, and they were calling his career over in Boston. And he was traded after what? I, I want to say... I want to say 12 seasons. By the way, we're going to have to put an asterisk by this podcast. I am on PEDs. I technically am on steroids for this podcast. <laughs> Here, hold on. All right, so, so Richard, me... if Verlander goes down to Houston and takes some PEDs and busts out the, like he used to 10 years ago, then okay. But, I mean, other than that, you know, see ya. Thanks for trying. I mean, dude, Clemens spent 13 years in Boston. They let him go. He spent two years in Toronto, spent five years in New York, three years in Houston, one of which went, he went to the World Series, and he basically came back and posted a 500 record in 2007 for New York. But what I'm getting at is that, dude, pitching, it's even before fucking guys were taking HGH and steroids or whatever the fuck. How many years, pitchers go deeper into their fucking career? They can go into their 40s. How old was Nolan Ryan when he whooped Robin Ventura's ass? 40. That's what I'm saying, dude. Verlander's like what? 34? I think he was... Might have been was, younger than that. I think he was like 21 or 22 in 2006. Okay, and all I'm saying is that's good and all, but from what I've seen from him, he ain't got the stuff he had. He's 34. Whether he's disinterested, gave up trying, or just doesn't have it anymore. Hey, I will defend him. He's he's bounced back a little bit this season. His first half wasn't so great. He's had a good second. It's pretty much kind of mirroring last year. First half, not so great. Took him like half the season to get his stroke again. Yeah, but they didn't pick him up, obviously. I mean, if you look at if you look at the standings, you know, Astros are 13 and a half games up on the Angels. It's over in the AL West. They didn't pick him up to win a pennant race. They picked him up for his postseason pitching. And I think Verlander has proven himself, even, even when he's had shaky seasons, to be a big game pitcher. He rises to the occasion. And if they fucking, I mean, I, who knows, man? Verlander, he doesn't want to come off that mound. He has no problem throwing 125 pitches every outing. And so far, his arm's held up. Yeah, he doesn't have the velocity he had. What else has he lost? He's still got a fucking 12-6 curve that'll fucking buckle the best fucking hitter's knees. I mean, he's got a change-up, a curve, a slider, a fastball. I mean... Kate Upton. Well, I mean, that might have been the reason his core muscles were fucked up for a couple of years. But the honeymoon the honeymoon period's over, so hopefully he doesn't blow his fucking guts out humping her anymore. His womanly ass. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was the most. That was the most depressing part of uh, the fappening, was having to see Verlander's ass in the pictures with Kate Upton. I'm like, oh, yeah, JB, how do you let that one get out? Come on, dude. <laughs> you tell her she takes the pick and she goes, huh, look, and you go, yeah, that's cute. Delete. Yeah, yeah, that one's not getting out, sweetheart. I think. Sorry. I think I, I see it just totally different than you guys. That's all. I mean, oh. I'm down here in Kansas, going, come on, Tigers. Oh, we got Justin. Verlander's on the mound. Y'all are in trouble. What the fuck? What do you mean? Have you looked just, at the standings? I haven't been saying, right. come on, Tiger, since like June. I, I got to have hope, man. Hometown, Homer, guy, right here. Dude, they, 
if they're not mathematically out of it, they got to be close. I mean, we're we're in, we're sitting here in the first week of September, and Minnesota's ten games out. So I mean, look, he's before he was traded, he was ten and eight with a three point eight two ERA. I mean, that's is that great? No. Is that Verlander? No. The year he okay, the year he won fucking his his rookie of the year. 3.63 ERA, all right? 3.63. He's at 3.82 this season. He's at 10 and 8 with a team that give they gave him no run support. I mean, dude, c- come the fuck on. His whip is still 1.27. His whip was 1.38 the year he won rookie of the year. Detroit uh, for the record uh, the recording of this podcast 23 games out so i mean if it, it's they got to be almost mathematically done like there's no more uh, rich you and i are on the same page on this one this is a playoff move for houston this is we want to go deep you know we, we we it's i mean it's gonna go through the nl i mean who's their closest competition really it's percentage wise or sorry al uh, cleveland so you're going to have to play them, and then someone's going to have to stop the fucking Dodgers. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's 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 going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Dodgers are definitely uh, the powerhouse coming out of the NL. Yeah. But I, but, I mean, the thing that's getting lost in all this is they got three prospects. they got Franklin Perez, Daz Cameron, and Jake Rogers from one of the best farm systems in the league. And that is where Detroit is hurting when it comes to a rebuild. And you cannot rebuild as quick as they're talking about rebuilding, by the way, which is they want a, they want a three- to four-year turnaround. All right, so that already ages out Cabrera, which means he's going to be trade bait here. For some, for some AL team who's looking for a fucking DH, I guarantee you within the next year or two, he's going to be gone. All right. Anyone want to call it? This is his last season in a Tiger uniform? They're going maybe his last full season. I would I would say that's a I would say that that's a your odds are better to bet that that's this is his last full season than to bet against it. Um, but they're gonna move. They already have this in pla- They already have this plan in place. Castellanos are gonna move across the diamond over to first from third. And I mean they're they're even talking about moving like like well I mean they did they moved Upton and in in in, in the Verlander nonsense i don't even know who the fuck they got for upton to be honest with you because it was like hey they traded upton and then it was just a swirl of verlander rumors and then boom all of a sudden he's not going to be traded that was the tweet that came out that i saw two three hours before the trade deadline and then literally i got off work i drove home i hopped on online i was doing the show with uh doing unregimented with you and aaron and it was like two minutes before midnight minute before midnight, whatever it was, you know, rumor Verlander's been traded. And then 10 minutes after that, confirmation Verlander's been traded to the Astros. Because the minute we finished unregimented, what I say to you? Hey, you're like, Verlander went to the Astros. Yep. And, and, and hey, way to go, sports world. Still proving us right. The, the whole, nope, we're not going to trade him. He's going to stay here for the rest of the season. He's our guy. Until midnight oh. tonight. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, from... Looking at it from Iceman's point of view, you should be happy. They got rid of fucking, they got rid of a sinking ship, and they got three fucking prospects that are highly touted. So you should be happy with the deal, right? I'm pretty happy with the deal. You know, 
it, it sucks for me as a fan because I love Justin Verlander, Miguel Cabrera, you know, household names that you, you, you know, you, you stick with someone over a period of a decade. You kind of like, it's our boy. That's our ace. That's our guy. But then you just kind of realize, you know, the, the ball ain't moving like it used to. Yeah, you know, Verlander didn't get any run support, but, I mean, over the past 12 years, he didn't get a shit ton of run support. We didn't have the best hitters in the fucking baseball league. Well, that was his problem last season and the season before. Uh, more more maybe the season before where he was still, you know, the old Justin Verlander. He's, he was pitching his ass off and he couldn't get any run support. This has been a problem for a while. Shit, this was this was a problem in 2012, even. So, hopefully, I, he's going to a team that's got a lot of hot bats. I think I think his hope, his hope, and there's been pitchers that have done this before. And I just I just recently uh, heard an interview with uh, Joel Zamaya, who, if you're not from Detroit, that was their our like one and a half year phenom who was hitting like 103 on the gun, the closer of the future, and he blew his arm out. Well, they were talking to him, and he was considered he, – he, he was a starter. When he made the 2006 Tigers, they moved him to the bullpen. And that's when he started fucking just chucking the fucking ball as hard as he could. So for a power pitcher, that's what you, that's what you start doing. You start throwing that ball at that fucking velocity. After every pitch, you look over your shoulder to see how fast it was. When you see that velocity dropping, it takes a – a period of time to adjust to that, to get that through your head that I'm no longer the guy that's going to hit 101 on the gun going into the ninth inning. So the only hope I have for Verlander to have any type of serious longevity in his career is to become a pinpoint control pitcher. He has the pitching repertoire to do it. And he's he has excellent control for as hard as he throws. But he needs, like, Greg Maddox-type control. And if he gets that, fuck it, it's over with. I can see him playing into his 40s easily. But I do believe the last few years have been him going, shit, when I reach back there for it, it's not there anymore. And it fucks with your head. Getting the yips. Not necessarily a full-on case, but, I mean, if you've been able to do something all your fucking life, and all of a sudden... you're doing the exact same thing that has always produced those results, nothing different, and you're getting good results but not the same results, it fucks with your head, man. If I picked up the guitar and I lost the speed that I, that I used to have, I, but I'm doing everything exactly the same, my muscle memory is exactly the same, but my, you know, in my mind, I'm doing nothing wrong, but my body's just like, hey, asshole, your fingers don't move that fast anymore. That's going to fuck with me a little bit, and I'm going to have to adjust my plan accordingly. Same thing with fucking with, with anybody in sports, man. I just That's I think yep. I think I think Verlander's intelligent enough to do it. I think he's smart enough to realize that that triple digit late in the game speed that he had on his fastball is gone, and I think he's going to get out to to Houston, and he's there's a lot of pressure off of him because even in our fucking even in Detroit's runs to the to the World Series that they had and all those playoff runs, it would be back against the wall time, win or go home time, and Verlander would come up, and people were making memes of him sitting around in the dugout with a you know like 
everybody calm down, look on his face and says, everybody chill out, I got this. He knew he had to be the stopper on this team. You know, if they're having a slide during the season and he's up in the rotation, he had to go out there and win. He doesn't have to do that in Houston. Now, as long as it doesn't affect him as far as his ego, and then he's like, well, fuck it, now they... I'm not the man. You know, everything's not on my shoulders. As long as he handles that well, I think he'll do better than people are getting. Definitely the nice man you're giving him credit for. I definitely think that. I'm not saying he's going to be fucking dominant. He's ever going to win another MVP. I mean, I think those days are over with. But I think he can fucking get you two games in a seven-game series in the playoffs. I I still think that, especially with run support. You guys see JD Martinez hit four home runs in game on Sunday? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Another. <sighs> what do we get for him? Bag of baseballs? Pretty much. Another player gone that, you know. I, but it, once again, was he going to resign here? Is he going to. Were they going to be willing to pay him the money that he wanted? I mean, we got rid of Verlander. Got three prospects, but the only reason we got rid of them is, or one of the only reasons they, they agreed to the trade is because we're also giving them $16 million to cover a portion of his remaining salary and a player to be named later or cash considerations. Hey, maybe it's freeing up money to bring Martinez back because wasn't it maybe a couple weeks after he got traded, the story started floating around saying he'd, he'd love to come back to Detroit. You know, maybe there's a method to their madness. Uh, this, uh... What? Here's my question. Why do you need to bring back someone who's a... On the bubble, all-star player to a team that's in rebuild mode. Youth, you can build the team around him. He's not all that young, though, is he? I think he's still pretty. He's only what, maybe his third season. I thought he was like a uh, a late bloomer. Yeah, he's thirty, dude. Damn. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, he was he was one of those guys that like made it to the league relatively. Late. I mean, late for. Uh, a baseball player. For us, it's like, shit. I was 30. I was just figuring out what I was going to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> so, well, you, no, knowing that, maybe it's more kind of like a stock. It's kind of sell high with him. Get what you can. But we didn't use shit for the, the one thing I will say is that this trade does give me, it gives, it gives my opinion of Al Avila a temporary reprieve. Because this is the first really good trade I think I've seen him make. And if he's going, if this is his mindset when he goes into trades, once he's been told we're going, or once he's decided we're going into rebuild mode, not retool mode, and he start and he keeps making trades like this, then I have a little. I, I, I I'm not going to say a little. I have I have hope that it will work out. But if like next season comes along and he gives you know Cabrera away for a fucking song, and trades Fulmer for nothing. It's like okay, dude. Like even a dog shines on even the sun shines on a dog's ass once in a while. He got lucky with the Verlander trade. Get him the fuck out of there before he does more damage. We don't need the Randy Smith era part two. Uh, it's, I was talking with Mikey B the other day. I was like, oh, are you ready? For the Bobby Higginson era, part two. That's what it feels like we're going into. I'll say this. There's one thing I'm looking forward to, and that is buying a, you know, eight, nine, ten dollar skyline seat and sitting behind home plate because the fucking you know stadium's half empty and the ushers don't give a fuck anymore. That that's that's the one thing I'm looking forward to. That's the only thing that about about a team that sucks that 
is good for the fans is that when you do go to a game, either you get the tickets for free or you get them for cheap and then you sit wherever the fuck you want. That's true. But uh, well, good luck, Justin. I'm, you, you think, uh, do you think they'll do what they do for a lot of athletes? You think when it's time for him to, to hang them up, hang the cleats up, that they'll sign him, you know, to, to, to retire in a Tiger uniform? That kind of move. I don't see that with him. What? Why not? He's been here for what thirteen years. I think if if he does if he does make it to the Hall of Fame, he'll definitely be wearing a Tigers cap. Detroit Tigers pretty much, you know, bought him his house, got him his wife, I, made his name. I think you know what? I think I think you might be onto something because it seems like in lieu of retiring numbers what what teams do is what you just said sign him for that one day contract so he can retire as a tiger or retire as as a member of that team uh didn't they do that with vic like didn't he get signed back to the not vic say right city wrong athlete iverson they signed him back to the sixers for like a day so he could say yeah i'm retiring yeah as a six they've done it with a bunch they've done it with a with a with a bunch of athletes but i think that's i think in lieu of retiring numbers which I mean, look at the Yankees. I think every number one through ten has been retired. Like, it gets to the point where there's only so many fucking numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can't retire everybody. You know, so I think that's that's kind of like a, a – whereas football, they have the ring of honor because, you know, let's be honest, you retire a number in football, that better have been one of the best players to ever put that fucking jersey on and wear that number. Because there's not a whole lot of fucking room for wiggle room on the roster to where you can play with numbers. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it, I think it might happen. It, it all depends, and, it, and I think it would really depend on do they, does Zayla's family still own the team? Well, for now. I mean, it, it, we're talking. Let's say he retires in. Let's say he retires at forty. So that's six years from now. If the Tigers have a new owner, and that new owner. Because, you know, once you get a new owner, all bets are off. A lot of people come in, new owners come in and go, I don't want to hear about the past, I'm here for the future. I don't see Chris Illich relinquishing control of that team, quite honestly. I mean, it's... And if that's the case, I think, I think the Illiches are sports owners who are, are very, have a lot of respect for players that, that, that were here and played for them. So, I mean, I think they'd offer it to them. I can see the Red Wings being sold before the Tigers. Just just knowing the history that I know of that organization. Like, Mike Illich was like, you know, he was, uh, what, he was a mud hen. He was good enough to be drafted to the Tigers, but he hurt himself or something like that. Like, he was a baseball player. That family loves baseball. I see the, oh, yeah. I see the Wings being sold before they, they, they sell the Tigers. But that's just me and my half-assed opinion. So, and just one more baseball thing to hit on, I guess, before we all know we're all foaming at the mouth for it. Us as hosts, <laughs> you as listeners. Uh, but uh, is the what pennant race this year? There, it's done. It's pretty much signed, sealed, delivered, except for two divisions already. Yeah, NL Central and AL East. Yeah. I mean, it's unless. We have, like, you know, a historic collapse, like the 2006 Mets. You know, it is over. I mean, you can already get your, your, your baseball brackets out. But, I mean, AL East, you got the, this. It's been like this all year. Sox and the Yankees. 
going back and forth. I mean, it's going to come down to September in that division. Yeah. Cleveland's 10 up on the Twins. We already talked about Astros, 13 and a half up on the Angels. We're still above. That's the thing. Is in, is in the last two divisions, the, the second place teams are over 500. Uh-huh. But uh, Nationals, 16 up on the Marlins, who are not 500. Uh, Cubs, uh, the Brewers showing life, c- coming on late. Cause it's pretty much, hasn't it been pretty much between the Cubs and the Cardinals? All year in that division? Yeah, that's the way it seemed. And, I mean, you know, going back to the, the AL East, you know, there was a big series that just went by um, last weekend. You know, four games, Red Sox-Yankees. Sox took – or right, Yankees took three of four and then went on and beat Baltimore, which, I mean, if they'd have lost all them games, I would, I would pretty much say Sox had had that division. Those were, they had to win that series. They had to come out. With three wins out of four from that series, and they did. And I mean, that's I. As much as I dislike the Yankees, I I can't sleep on them, man. I mean, it, Judge is bad is warming back up right when it needs to. I it, it could it could it could really I I think it it could turn into a game like one sixty three between the Sox and the Yankees, and then you have the winner. You know, well, obviously they would win the division, but I mean, it, it, if their records are good enough, then you're going to have the wild card game, you know, the one game playoff. So, I mean, it's, that could prove interesting outside of that. I, yeah. National league central. And we already hit on it too. Who's stopping the Dodgers, the Dodgers. Touche salesman. I, I, I hate to be that way, but cause it's cliche, but I think they're the only way if they get in their own way, I think they're fucked. Because that team just seems to be rolling. But if they turn into the 2001 Mariners, it's, you know, By the time it's on them. we record next week, they could already, they could be knocking on the door of 100 wins with, what, two weeks to go in the season by next week? Yeah, something like that, yeah. That is insane. That's sick. I mean, they did... The first week you were gone, Iceman, we were talking about it. They had a shot to beat the the all-time win record in MLB. I don't think they'll do it now. I mean, they'd pretty much have to. I don't even know if there's enough games for them to do it. I mean, they'd have to be. So they'd have to win 120 games total. So I mean, that's 28 games. Yeah. I don't even know if there's 28 games left, but but I mean, it's just. This is this is one of those teams that, for whatever reason, they're on the the West Coast. So at least here in 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 the half-assed Midwest, even though we're in the Eastern Time Zone, um, we don't, I don't I don't hear a lot like about. I just hear them mention like, "Oh, Dodgers are tearing it up." Now, anyways, let's get back to you know, blah 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 blah. Stafford's contract. That's sports talk radio around here. But I really think it's going to be one of those teams that, like, get talked about, like, God damn, you know, 10, 15 years out, there's going to be people on those best-of lists talking about this team going, that team was stacked. That team was doing it, and, you know, if they win the World Series, that just raises their stock value. If they blow it, that makes them the cautionary tale, so. All right. Well, putting a bow on the baseball talk. Oh, it's it's oh, it's September. Oh, it's that time of year. But before we get to the pros, 
we, we, we had a week of college football go down. And uh, well, look, at it. look at this. Look at this. I'm going to enjoy this because it may be the only time it happens. <laughs> Riding a thousand on the picks. <laughs> Iceman picked a Mac team, ladies and gentlemen, over a Big Ten team. I'd pick the Peterbilt team if there was one. 14 like and I told 2, you guys. guys. <laughs> Michigan State has something to prove. They proved nothing. It's Bowling Green. Hey, they did what they were supposed to. That's that, oh, come on, dude. It's Bowling Green. Hey, they, they had a lot of games last year where they didn't do what they were supposed to. They're on the right track. And uh, Michigan uh, beating an SEC team. Had 10 players suspended. Had to come back to do it. And of those 10, it was three that actually mattered. <laughs> the rest of them is like, who gives a shit? Um, I almost feel half-assed vindicated in picking against them because that first half was what I thought I was going to – that first half, it was the team that I thought, okay, this is the team that's going to lose to Florida. That second half was the team that I'm like, maybe I'm, under, maybe I'm underestimating them this season. Maybe I am. So I don't know. I, I didn't. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. At halftime, I was like, uh, I was working unfortunately during the game, so I can only catch updates periodically. But at halftime, I, I didn't have much hope for them to pull it out. But I mean, hey, fuck it. I got proven wrong. So I mean, I is, uh, let's be honest here. Besides Iceman, you shocked the fucking the Spartans won. No. It's a Mac team. If you get beat by a Mac team, it's, it's going to be a long fucking season. You are a Big Ten team. A shitty Big Ten team should stomp on a Mac team any day of the week. Chris, whereas I totally agree with you, it's going to be a long season for MSU anyway. Because people are going to pick against them, pick for them. It doesn't matter. They're supposed to do this. They're supposed to do that. Well, because of last season, they got a lot to prove this season. So every game, it's going to be like, well, all right. Let's see what happens. Hey, coach ain't changed. And all those young guys from last year got a year under uh, D'Antonio. Just keep, your, keep your eye on them. Just saying. The culture's still there. Last year's rebuilding year. Yeah, so let's rank them in the top ten because they beat Boston. I'm not saying they should be ranked in the top ten. They should at least be ranked. There's two teams that took a loss that are still ranked. Is it throw them in at 25. <laughs> Okay, so, all right, all right, all right. So the two teams that lost, where do you think they should be in the rankings? Excuse me. Uh, if you lose, if you're owing anything, you should not be ranked. Period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if, okay, who did, uh, I'm sorry, who did who did uh, FSU play? They played uh, Alabama. Alabama. Yep. Yeah. Now, what was FSU ranked before in the preseason? Three. And Bama obviously was one. So you're three. telling me, you're telling me, number three, Florida State, loses to the best team in college football, and they should drop completely out of the top 25? Yes. This week, yes. Wow. And with one game played, yes. Well, you know what? Who cares about the win-loss? Just because they lost their quarterback, everybody's saying that FSU's season's over. Yeah, that's... I think that's the bigger fucking that's the bigger concern for FSU more so than losing to Alabama is you don't have that quarterback that you've been fucking banking on. So 
good luck with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 maybe I should feel worse. I just can't really feel bad for a fucking, for any SEC team. Because it's like, you know what? Just get a booster to fucking duck a couple extra thousand in the fucking backup quarterback's account to give him the, you know, the, the motivation to go out there and play out of his mind. What do you want? These are the best, these are the best teams money can buy in college football. You expect me to have sympathy for you? Yeah, but Michigan was ranked, what, 11th? Oh, shit, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Michigan, uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah, they were ranked 11th, and they beat Florida, and Florida's still ranked number 22. Now, that I kind of agree with Chris with, that Florida should be off the top 25. Because you also got Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, and they played less than nobody. Oklahoma State beat, routed Tulsa by 35 points. Right. Who the hell is Tulsa? That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, wait, who did they play? And Oklahoma played UTEP? Come on now. I mean, dude, Florida State dropped seven fucking spots. A high school varsity team fucking booked? What happened? I think, I, I, I mean, come on, man. They're, they're, what they're, uh, as far as I understand, what they're ranking on is what they showed up and did. I mean, okay, because if you lose by a field goal. And here's the deal. It's not all wins and losses, obviously, if they're ranking teams. All right. If you lose by a field goal versus you get blown the fuck out, that affects where your ranking's going to be. I mean, Florida only played one half. Really, I don't know. Really only one half football to judge them on because they folded up that second half. To me, the, the, for them to be ranked 10th is them saying, okay, well... And that's the AP. That's not even the coaches' poll. That's just the AP poll because they're ranked ninth in the coaches' poll. All right, but for them to be ranked tenth, that's saying let's see what the backup quarterback can do. And if they come out and they fucking shit to bed this Saturday, well, you pretty much got your answer. And they'll be in, they'll be at the bottom of the fucking top twenty-five, if not out of it at that point. And I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I understand that that yes, a quarterback can make a huge difference. But there are other players on the team. So this is just kind of like, okay, this is your wake-up call. Show us what you can do. If their backup quarterback comes out there and plays well enough for them to win, but isn't a world beater, and they're winning, why should they have to fucking fight their way back out of the, out, from out of the top 25 after one loss back into it? Because it's real easy to drop in the poll. It's not that easy to fucking move up. I mean, just for an example, just... This game is not going to happen, but I'm just saying, just as for shits and giggles, Tennessee's ranked 25, Alabama's ranked number one. Tennessee goes in and squeaks out a win against Alabama. Alabama isn't 25, and Tennessee isn't all of a sudden number one. In fact, I would doubt Alabama would fall out of the top five. And I would say it's a stretch to say Tennessee would even move up to 15, probably be in the, in the, in the low teens, maybe even ranked 20th. I mean, if you want to say you got a beef with how fucking they do it with the rankings, it's, since it's not based on win-losses, I'll agree with you there. If you want to go strictly by win-losses, but there's how many teams in college football, and they don't all play each other. It's not an exact science, which is what's so fucking maddening about college football. Never understood that. I, welcome, welcome to welcome to being a college football fan. Seriously, and it was only it was only worse when fucking you had computers doing the shit because then no one could give a rationale why it did it. Why did the computer do that? I don't know because the computer did it. Oh, thank you. Well, I saw fucking war games. This ain't going to end well for us. So yeah. Great. I think one thing we can all agree on, though, is it will be 
it, it looks like, you know, it's, it's week one. You know, maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves, but it looks like it's going to be a good year for college football in the state of Michigan. I think so. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, Iceman wasn't here, but I, I think Michigan, U of M can always lose to MSU. I, 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 that's just the way I feel, especially these days. D- dumb plays, a broken play, st- a lucky bounce, yeah, boom, yeah, yeah, MSU yeah. wins. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's how many times has Michigan had a shit fucking season compared to Ohio State going to the last game of the season and beat Ohio State? And Michigan's really not playing. Michigan's not playing to win the Big Ten when they play Ohio State when that happens. They just shit on Ohio State's season by doing it. There's nothing. If if Michigan if if Michigan goes undefeated into the into the game with state state would love it. And, and states, let's say like, you know, got a, they're above 500 state would love nothing more than the shit on Michigan season by fucking handing them a loss. You got to remember MSU who doesn't like being called little brother has a countdown clock to the Michigan game in their fucking goddamn locker room or did at one point. I'm not, I, I, I don't know if uh, they need to get over that, man. They, I don't know. I don't know if it's still there. To be honest with you, there's no reason for it to be if it still is. Let's put it that way. And I say what you want to say, Chris, because I'm sure I'm going to agree with well, they, you. They should both have their sights set on Ohio State because that's who the Big Ten pretty much goes through. Like, if you ever want to not be called little brother, you need to not. You need to not. You need to stop acting like little brother. Yeah, I would. I would say if I'm Michigan or I'm at MSU, I'm not. I'm not as worried about the, each other as I am about Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State. Those are the three teams that I would worry about in the Big Ten more yep. than MSU or Michigan if I was on either of those teams. That, that's just that's my take on it. Because, yeah, you beat the shit out of each other. Whoever wins, wins. But the problem is, is that for Michigan, always at the end of the season, you got Ohio State sitting there ready just to fucking just serve you up a big old steaming pile and just... Put it in a bowl, hand you the spoon, and say, enjoy. So, Yeah, it's make or break for Harbaugh, man. If you're not talking Big Ten title this year, or even in the discussion for the national championship, it's a failure. It's, it's amazing that I've heard actually heard national college football pundits and, and, and professionals, you know, people that get paid to do what we're doing for free, uh, sit there and talk about how, oh, no, you need to give them five years. And I'm like, when the fuck did that happen? Is this a Harbaugh rule? Is this like the Jordan rule? Are they making them up as they go? Because it's always been three, four years tops a new coach has to fucking start in, imposing his will on his fucking Just look at the opponents. college cycle, three years. Anyone who was a freshman when he took over is a senior now. So that is nothing but three years of him installing his culture. Three years. Fuck this five-year shit. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. And, it, I mean, unless they're thinking he's going to spend the rest of his career in Michigan, and I'm going to tell you what, anyone who thinks he's spending the rest of his career in Michigan, put the crack pipe down. That's not happening. If, he, if, if this year starts just a run of titles, I could see that plausibly happening. He would have to, he would have to be as dominant as Ohio State was with – Sweater vest and Uncle Urban put together. He'd have to be Belichick-esque. Yeah, because he burns his welcome out wherever he goes real quick. Yeah. And granted, there's higher turnover in college football. Can he become the second coming of Bo? You know, and this is... Of not winning a national championship? See, there you go. That's why I... It's the truth. 
and I get shit on by fellow Michigan fans. That's this is where fellow Michigan fans call me a Walmart Wolverine. I'm like, you know, I yeah, I it was, the Bo years were great. He was he was a good interview. He was a high you know high energy coach. He was you know the team, the team, the team, and all that shit. What did he really win? I mean, every year in the Rose Bowl, that was what the best we could hope for. I mean, he came into the job stating that his goal every year is to win the Big Ten. That's nice. And, I, and yes, winning the Big Ten is good, and beating Ohio State does feel good. Beating MSU does feel good. You're Michigan. If you want to be considered elite, you aim higher than that. Well, just look at just, – let's just translate that to the pros. If we had a coach here – oh, and Detroit's a bad example. Uh, where are they used to winning? New England. All right. Let's say Belichick retires, and the guy that replaces him just talks about his goal year after year is to just win their division. Dude, that guy's out on his ass. Your goal should be for it all every year, especially if you if you want to be elite. You got a history like Michigan. Bo Schembechler, Bo's Bo's career reminds me of that four year stretch the Bills had. Yeah, you went to the Super Bowl. Great, wonderful. Did you win any of them? And, Bo, okay, Bo, yeah, you won a lot of Big Ten titles. Did you ever win a national title? No, I was Lloyd Carr that came in and did that. So With the GOAT? Yeah, I know. And please, Michigan fans, stop with this fucking, oh, God, these fucking, this, this meme I'm seeing going around of Brady in a Patriots uniform where the front of the Patriots uniform is ripped off and he's got his Michigan jersey on underneath. Stop trying to 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 to, to pin Michigan to his fucking success in the, in the in the in the pros. Okay, come on now. It should really be Drew Bledsoe's number. I don't see anyone doing that with Chad Henney. Okay, I know, right? Ouch. Who I think is still in the league. Who I think is still in the NFL. I swear to God. Wasn't he just in a quarterback uh, uh, competition here with? Um... I swear I saw his name in, in some fantasy drafts. Wasn't it? Is isn't he on Jackson? Yeah, he's on the he's on the Jaguars. Yeah, he was he he. No, that's not the fucking really autocorrect. Okay. Yeah. He's, All right. I'm glad the neighbors are doing that. I think he's the bench warmer in uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. He. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, dude. Boris seriously. Earlier, yep. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. He played in two of the four preseason games, according to this. He went six for ten uh, with a, for 44 yards, one sack, no t- touchdowns, no interceptions. And then he went eight for 14 with three sacks, no touchdown, no interceptions. And both were losses. So, yeah, great, wonderful. Yeah, once again, he holds all the passing records at Michigan. Don't see anyone fucking having pictures of him with his Jaguars jersey ripped off and his Michigan jersey on underneath. Yeah. Stop it, okay? I'm a Michigan fan too, but seriously, pull your head out the clouds, guys. Well, I mean, that again, you know, we, talking about that, we go all the way back to our first show when I joined and asked me, is it Brady or the system? And I told you. And then Belichick proved it time and again. It's it's the system. Even without Brady, Belichick won. They won 11 games without Brady. 
Right. So without Gronk, without draft picks, without everything, still found a way to win. So it's it's not Brady. You know, that's great that he's labeled the GOAT and got the great comeback and all that good shit, but it ain't him. Wow. Really, dude? Uh, all right. We've had this. It's, it's a little bit him. It's a little bit ability, man. Tiny but, bit ability. Just no. a, a smidgen. But here's the deal. It doesn't matter, all right? Because what the fuck do a lot of players do when they don't have the right coach the right surrounding, the right supporting players, the right system. I mean, if you stuck him, if you stuck Brady on the Lions in the 2000s, it would have been a clusterfuck. He's not the GOAT, I agree. But I think he's, he's got to be, he's, he, he has to be in the conversation. Of, I mean, even if you don't put him as the greatest of all time, he's got to be top five. Ultimately, who was, who was the one under center during those all those game-winning drives during his career wasn't Belichick. He had to execute the plan that Belichick gave him. And there's a lot of there's a lot of quarterbacks who can't do it. Yeah, a lot of guys who just fold under pressure or you know or don't have the ability. Yeah, that's the thing. He's got a, he, he's got a high football IQ, man. You can tell by just watching him. Yeah, same with Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peyton Manning went from basically a fucking on-field general calling his own plays to a game manager, and he did it because he understood I'm no longer the Peyton Manning of 2004, 2005, 2006. i got to be the guy who doesn't turn the ball over. i got to be the guy that plays it safe. I can't go for the fucking... That's part of having a high football IQ, or any sport you play IQ, is knowing your limitations and working within them. If you're delusional and you still think you're as good and, and quick and as strong as you were at 18 at four, as you are at 39... And you go out there and play as such, you're going to get your ass handed to you. Yes. You're being, unless you're James Harrison. You're being intellectually dishonest, as you like to say, Rich. I mean, like I said, unless you're James Harrison. Yeah. Because apparently that motherfucker's been fucked, fucked sipping from the fountain of youth. He's they're, been mainlining that shit. They're going to find something like he's been eating like a baby in the offseason. They're finding something <laughs> real weird. There's, you know, he's, I, got a, I, he's got a blood boy, like that guy in Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to bust your guys' bubble. But T.J. Watt is starting, and James Harrison is his backup. That's fine. And James Harrison ain't happy about that, so that's just going to motivate him more. Hey, he's, he's 38, and he made an NFL roster. He survived all the cuts. You know James Harrison? James Harrison is that pit bull that the junkyard has that you see chewing on fucking construction tires, you know, the tires that are taller than we are. And it's like, how old's that dog? 15. I still don't want to fuck with that dog. That dog's chewing on fucking construction tires. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. James Harrison, you don't cut James Harrison. James Harrison will let you know when he's done. Yeah, James Harrison cuts you. <laughs> That's it. He's the, he's the type that you have the equipment manager call him. <laughs> Whose phone number is this? Oh, I'm going to find this motherfucker. <laughs> and you already have the backup equipment manager on speed dial in case that one doesn't survive. Yeah. <laughs> like, so how did he take it? Well, we found most of the equipment manager's body parts. Mm, better than I thought. All right. Speed dial the other guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it seems the pro football talk has already started. Oh, boy. Here we are on the precipice of week one. Go Lions. Hope springs eternal here in Detroit. 
14 and 2, baby. Hey, we're so far. All day long. Prove me wrong, Detroit. Don't go 14 and 2. So go 15 and 1. Oh, good. See, so far we have zero losses, but also zero wins. Oh. But yes, it is that time of year. Football. All right, since, since to be fair, since Iceman missed a couple weeks, let's just get the bullshit out of the way. All right. Half the league is fucking either kneeling, sitting, putting the black power fist in the air, putting their arms around each other, praying or whatever during the national anthem. We don't care. Exactly. I, I stopped not gonna cut- when it was Colin Kaepernick that did it. I've said everything well, about that I'm going to say. It's what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is you're not going to cut half the fucking league. So... There you go. Yeah, but here's my point, though, Rich. You're not. You're right. But you're not also going to give them all the press that you did Colin Kaepernick. When Colin Kaepernick did it, everybody was like, oh, my God, what is he doing? No. And then all of a sudden, you know, the reason came out and Black Lives Matter and, you know, let's do it and this and the police. And now everybody's doing it. People are like, okay, so. But they're not just saying, okay, so to what they're doing. They're saying, okay, so what to why they're doing it. So I think by more people doing it, trying to support Colin and, and everybody and trying to raise awareness, I think it loses a little bit of its steam that people go, okay, we got it, but we can't do nothing about it. Now shut up. It's the, Dude, it's the same as when I heard that, that cops are going to refuse to hold the, flag. <laughs> hold the flag and all that. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Nobody cares. I don't give a fuck. Can we play football, please? I'm glad everybody has finally figured out that you're free to do what you fucking want to. Now, can we move on? So that's 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 the reason I brought it up. Is just to be like, does anybody give a shit? Does no. anything change? Has anything changed? It's have we solved? Have Colin we solved? Kaepernick doesn't have a job. That's the only thing that's we, changed since last season. Have we solved racism? Nope. nope. All right. Is is police brutality a thing of the past that, that we, we, we talk about? Like, you know, like, oh, back in the day when we had horse-drawn carriages and shit, you know? No. It, it, nothing's, nothing's solved. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody got worked up. Congratulations. This is exactly what the fuck the media wanted. There you go. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, by the way, uh, if you tried to join our fantasy football league, oh yeah, I forgot about And this. we're told our league is full. Uh, we apologize on behalf of ESPN's shitty technology. Cause yeah, we had a, a few complaints. People trying to sign up, being told that uh, league is full, and on my end, still spots open. Getting nothing from ESPN my way about you know there's a problem. Found out ESPN is a customer care number in all of this. But yeah, if you tried to join. We're sorry, and next year we'll probably use Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it, it, it was pretty sad because, yeah, when I have people messaging me, I'm like, um, I don't know, I'll pass it along. <laughs> and I'm honestly sitting here thinking, is this some user error? Yeah. Is, you mean, know, is this, I'm like, going through all my league stuff, making sure I didn't, like, you know, set anything or, you know, make anything. Nope, everything was, yeah, it was all on ESPN's end. Sorry, and let's hope this year that the servers, uh, last year, I believe, for the, uh, the, the 1 o'clock games, the servers went down for ESPN's fantasy football. So we have that to look forward to as well. But, yeah, league is full. 
drafts have been made. Oh man, is it Thursday yet? God damn it. Well, by the time this is posted, it will be Thursday. But oh, I'm excited, even though I'm a Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> that makes me even more excited. I, I, I have never wanted to be proved so wrong in my freaking life. Well, right out of the box, the Cardinals. Come on. I mean, 0-1-1. David Johnson, Carson Palmer. Yeah, we got, uh, we got uh, answers for those. Okay, we'll see. I mean, but what are, do, do we have any expectations uh, coming uh, into the football season? Everybody's 0-0. Do you guys have any expectations, any wishes? Uh, any things you'd like to see? I, I'm going to say this, and I guess it's going to come off as, as me being a homer for my team. Um, I didn't hate the Buccaneers being on hard knocks as much as I thought I would. And I really like Jameis Winston a lot more than I fucking thought I would. And, and on that, Rich, Rich, does Mike Evans remind you of Calvin just a little bit? How so? Are, are you? I mean, not he's, an attitude. He's he's got an attitude. He's fucking massive. No, I don't. I maybe I'm wrong, but I or maybe I never saw it. I don't think Calvin Johnson ever walked around, at least talking as much shit as Mike Evans does. No, no, Johnson didn't. No, he kind of kept to himself and was like, "Okay, watch this." But Mike backs it up, though. I think. No, he does. He does. Um He's just a big behemoth-looking fucking wide receiver, dude. I looked at him, I was like, Megatron? No. Mike Evans. Good God, man. Well, I mean, dude, he's... Uh, that's their number one receiver, man. I mean, that's... that's that is Well, they're digging to Deshaun Jackson, I'm just saying. Desha- old and busted Deshaun Jackson. Old you know, and busted. I, I, the I new hotness. I got to say this, though, man. I, it shocked me how much they went after Deshaun Jackson. Like the, the, man, the, the 2010. The behind the scenes. Yeah, but here's the thing. Watching Hard Knocks, I get the feeling that, that, when, they, that when Winston and Evans were contacting Jackson, that they had – that team does not, does not seem to let anybody get away with being ego-tripping if they can't back it up. Let's put it that way. That's what I'm going to say. If if you need if you need any proof of that, look at how much Baker gets goofed on his big goofy ass, and he thinks he's Man, a fucking god. Fat motherfucker. Yeah, he thinks he's God's gift to everybody, and they rip him apart and tear him back down and bring him back down to earth constantly. I think they called him and said, "Look, we know you're not. Fun. It's not 2010, and you ain't gonna be the number one guy. But here's the deal: with them double covering Evans, with Winston throwing to you." If you can get open, we can get it to you. You might not have a career year, but you can help us fucking win games and get to the playoffs. I honestly think that was the conversation they had with him. I don't think he's going in thinking he has to be the guy. Now, that could hurt him because it could, like, once, same thing like I said with Verlander. Some guys need to be the guy. Other guys, you know, their ego isn't that big. They can handle that. They can go, okay, cool. You know, that's a lot less pressure on my shoulders. So, in other words, whenever I'm targeted, catch the ball. That's fine. I can do that. He's 30 years old. And then Vincent Jackson, I'm surprised this guy's still in the league. He's 34. Is he? When's the last time he's played a full season, not injured? I can't even tell you, man. (laughs) Exactly. Like, just give it up, man. Just Just become a coach. 
Well, that's what I was kind of getting at. When they brought Vincent Jackson in, I think he was under the delusion that he was going to be competing with Mike Evans for the number one spot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he's like, I'm the man here. No, you're not, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's not, mm-mm. that's not how that works. Like, you come in, we need you to play a role. And I just don't think he was suited to the role. So, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I took, I took away from that that that's a team that is young. That's a team that seems to have, oh, shit. Who's the guy from fucking, was it Michigan State? They called Joe Dirt. Oh, fuck. The oh, Mohala? Yes, well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Long, blonde hair. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking rookie out there, and he's, you know, now, now of course, it played out how it played out, but, I mean, he's a rookie out there, and... He's not the he's he's not the most talented guy out there, but the fact that the team was willing to let him come in as a rookie and listen to him and take like you know and like direction from him tells me that this isn't a team that's like fuck you we know what we're doing we don't need to hear anything. And Dirk Cutters not the coach I thought he was like I, I, for some reason I got the I got the feeling that he was going to be more of a. a not a Tony Dungy type, but I didn't. I didn't expect him to be out there cursing and throwing shit like I, like I, like you know, the second coming of fucking Gruden and shit. So I'm just that's what I took away from Hard Knocks. So I, what's up with Muscle Hamster? Why is he suspended? Uh oh shit. Um, PEDs. Adderall. Adderall. Adder- <laughs> really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. He got suspended for Adderall. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, and I mean that's the one. That's another thing I took from it. They really tried to give him some sort of. Let's put it this way: I know why he now has the nickname Muscle Hamster. The guy is not Mister Personality, and they tried their best to give him some sort of like, like role to play, and cat and 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 through editing, you know, cast him in that. Like you know, he rode his motorized skateboard around and all that, and it's like. The dude's just a forty-degree day, man. And I, yeah, I two years ago, different story. I was singing his praises. This year, I don't have any. I, I don't have any expectations of him. I mean, if he gets hurt, okay. If he comes out and has a great, you know, week one, week two, week three, okay. You know, you. I just I, I don't have any strong feelings one way or the other, man. I think his window is basically shut and he's not he's not Jerome Bettis he's not the guy that you're going to keep on the team for the you know to be the chew the clock specialist so I wouldn't be surprised the end of the season comes along he's no longer on Tampa does anybody other than me want to see Beast Most get hurt anybody who Lynch yeah why do you want to see him get hurt Uh, just because he, he he's got that attitude like I'm better than everybody else I'm, I'm not going to sit and play for Seattle anymore. I'm going to retire. I'm going to quit. Well, can we, do you want to play in Oakland? I'm back. I'm up. I'm going. What's going on? It's his hometown. Yeah, and, and, and Seattle did something that Detroit won't do for Johnson. Okay, we'll move you to fucking Oakland if you want to go play for him. And I, I still, we have no proof of it. My gut just tells me that him sitting out, him quote-unquote retiring, was kind of a subtle fuck you to Pete Carroll for not giving him the ball in that Super Bowl. 
That's just my, my wild theory. Maybe. Could be. Oh, yeah? You're not going to give me the ball? Well, fuck you. I'm not carrying the ball for you anymore. He's another guy that I think has to go in and he has to understand he's not the man in Oakland. He's part of a fucking team. He's a cog in a machine. He plays a role. If he does his role and he does what he's supposed to do, when they call on him to do it, he'll be fine. I think he's number one on the depth chart, though. Yeah, but that doesn't mean shit. That doesn't mean that he's the fucking new hotness on that team. That's true. Tony Romo was number one on the depth chart last year. At you know, this time. Let's be honest. If, if, if Lynch comes out and has a good season for him, not his best, but above an average season for him, but the rest of the team stinks and they miss the playoffs, are people going to be sitting there talking about how great Lynch was? No, they're going to be going, the fuck happened to Carr? What, he got that contract, disappeared? Better not. I, That's my QB. <clears throat> Served me well last year. But uh, uh, Oakland, I mean, this is kind of a make-or-break year for him. I mean, they, they got to the playoffs last year, and pretty much Carr pretty much proved he was the reason why. As soon as he but, you busted his leg, and uh, they, went, they were one and done in the playoffs. Is it a make-or-break year, though? Because it's a young team, man. Yeah, I mean, adding somebody like Marshawn Lynch, I think it's, it's make-or-break for the playoffs, at least, as far as getting the playoffs and, and winning a game. Yeah, I don't expect any more than two seasons out of Lynch in Oakland. He's going to see them off till they go to Vegas. I, well, I mean, I didn't even think about that, but I just – I if he plays a third season for the Raiders and – He's not Reggie Bushing it up out there. Like, in other words, just being a non-factor most of the time. I, I, I'll be shocked. I mean, I still think he's got some game left. He wasn't like that's the thing. He didn't like have a shitty season. That the one that he retired after, he had a good season. And he seems like he keeps himself in shape. Yeah, he definitely keeps himself busy. He's not a type of guy to sit on his fucking ass, eat ice cream, and get fat. I mean, the motherfucker was, like, traveling the globe and shit in his, in his year of retirement. Yeah, he hasn't been eating Skittles for a year. You know that. <laughs> and Earl, as far as his attitude, I mean, he's... Uh, I, I've never really gotten that vibe from him. I've gotten his... The vibe from him I've always gotten is, like, I'm not a talker. I'm a... I'm, you know, what's his famous quote? With, what was it? Ahmad Rashad or whoever the fuck he was interviewing? I'm all about that action, boss. Like, he's just, he's been that guy. Like, you want to talk to me? You, I'll do it on the field. You know, that's, that's what I have to say. I've never and really th- gotten the fuck everybody, I'm awesome attitude from him. I think that every teammate of his, as they've asked about that, has said he has trust issues. Once, once you get to know him, he's a different person. If he don't know you, he's not going to sit there and fucking play poker with his cards face up. He's not that guy. And I can understand that. I, I don't know. I just, meh, meh. That's where I'm at with him. Meh. You, you know, you like your players to be like gold. You're like Goldilocks when it comes to your players. This dude talks too much. I don't like him. This dude doesn't talk enough. I don't like him. Like, everything got to be just right for you? Hey, I like my porridge like I like my porridge. Stop it or I'll break your chair. Matt, Matt Stafford. Yeah, buddy. Pat Statsford? Yeah. Mr. I'm the, oh, I, we already covered that. <laughs> the fourteen and two record that I picked aside, I, I'm Homer. He better win it, it that way. Goddamn Super Bowl this year with that kind of money. Anyways, that aside, I'm extremely excited for the Lions this year. Uh, it's theirs to lose, and if they do, so be it. 
I, there's nothing I can do about that. But it what, is theirs to lose. What? Okay. What? What is your case for that? I explained that case. Do not say the preseason. No, I've explained that case when I picked it. Is Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden their, wearing their a schedule blue and gray jersey? Is, their schedule is not as difficult as it has been in the past, and it's it's their time. They have everything in place. They have all their pieces in, in you know where they need it. They have the ducks in a row. If they do it, then they do it. If it's not, it's ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I watched a great white hype a week ago. It's still stuck in my head. <laughs> I did too. Damn shame about Mayweather. But oh, you meant the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Seriously, I I totally think that this is their year. They have to overcome the Green Bay slump. I get it. Aaron Rodgers is a beast. Got it. But the, other than that, I mean, meh. There's there's not a big huge roadblock in their schedule there just isn't dallas you know uh pittsburgh denver seattle there's not a huge oh shit moment i've been everywhere man but dude remember it was theirs to lose last year and they did well i just think they have they have what they need you know i'm i'm excited about jared davis coming out of florida our new draft pick for linebacker i just i really hope that they got their shit together, Caldwell finally brings them together and says, this is it, let's push. Now, and if they don't, well, you talk about they don't. make or break. Is this, is this make or break for Caldwell? Oh, 100%, dude. 100%. Yeah, he's he's been in the playoffs be. twice, and he's lost. Like, I think it's playoffs or bust, and you have to win a playoff game if Jim Caldwell is the coach of the Detroit Lions next year. Here's the most fucked up part of Jim Caldwell. He's the best coach the Lions have had since Wayne Fonts. Yep. Best, That's, era, best since I've been alive. I mean, go by wins and playoff appearances. That is that is quite sad. So I mean, my here's you can't run an NFL franchise this way, but this is what every Lions fan has to be thinking. If you get rid of Caldwell, if he gets us to the playoffs this year again and loses, and you get rid of Caldwell, who the fuck do you get? Do we go through another fucking 15 years of the coaching carousel uh, Johnny, like we did? Johnny Gruden wants back in. We talked about that last week. He ain't, mm, he ain't coming to Detroit. Fuck out of here. <laughs> the only way he's coming to Detroit is for Monday Night Football. That's it. He is. He mm, mm, Nope. His ass will end up in Tennessee, and I'm not talking about – I'm talking in college football before he ends up fucking coaching the – the Lions, but no, I. Who, who who do you get? They got rid of Wayne Fonts. You can't win anything, you know. Oh boy, get us to the playoffs and lose in the playoffs. Okay, so who who was the coach? They got Bobby Ross, Marty Morning Morningwig, Mariucci. I mean, the, the the list goes on and on and on and on. And now they finally have have a coach who. Yes, gets them to the playoffs two out of three years. Yes, wins games that it's like, yeah, if you want to prove to us that you're the fucking lion, you know, that you're more than a joke, win this game. He does. But you can't hold him to this. I mean, I, what do you do? You can't fire him because you're afraid that you're not going to find something better than him. But you can't keep him because if he's not showing forward progress, if he's just static. What do you do? It's the same thing with the Stafford deal. What were they going to do? They didn't draft a quarterback a few years ago to sit behind Stafford, to learn the system, to groom him, 
in case they went to Stafford and said, here's our offer, final offer. And he goes, nope, I want more money. And then he, he goes, well, then I'm not taking it. Bye. I'm, and they're like, later, we got your replacement right here. What do you think we drafted him three years ago for? They didn't do that. There was no one they could have got to, to replace him. Brady 2.0? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they, they can sign Kaepernick. I know, right? Uh, it's uh, you. You make or break. Got to win. Okay, these are these are this is this is tough talk from guys who don't play the game and don't coach the game. Well, who do you get? Who do you get to replace him? Well, whose contracts are up? I mean, that's <clears throat> there's always going to be coaches looking for gigs or potential new gigs. You know? I mean, are we gonna are we gonna pull out that moldy ass oldie? And say, uh, 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 oh, oh, maybe we can get uh, Herm Edwards to come uh, uh, back, or Tony Dungy, yeah. or Bill, Bill. Yeah, Bill Cowers, the the number one moldy oldie here in Detroit. I've been hearing Bill Cowers since he left the Steelers. Yeah. After his first year of retirement, they were like, "Oh, Bill Cowers coming to Detroit." I don't even think he's fucking had a stopover in Detroit. Okay, unless, since then, unless unless the CBS broadcast team has come to Detroit. For a game, that's who we exactly on. CBS. Yeah, they all blend together. All I know is I can't wait till Sunday to just wake up and turn on the NFL Network. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be glorious. But uh, so, uh, well, we're sitting here talking about okay, every our teams. Let's do something I don't think we've ever done. Who's gonna be the worst team in the league this year? Cleveland. Browns, yeah. Browns, you got the Browns? Your lead receiver is Kenny Britt. Your number one guy is Kenny Britt. So yeah. what, you're te- what you're telling me is the Steelers are going to run wild all over the Browns on Sunday at 1 p.m. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's going to be like a televised sexual assault. <laughs> Whoever got Le'Veon Bell, yeah, buddy. <laughs> They're going to be yeah, chewing the be clock. Me. You better that put be it you better not sit his ass because he's going to be chewing the clock, getting you a bunch of bullshit points. <laughs> it'll be, it'll oh, yeah, be, but he also has a groin injury, so. It'll be reminiscent of the uh, old HBO series Oz on Sunday. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and Cleveland's going to be Beecher? Yes. <laughs> just, just getting dicked from all directions? <laughs> oh, yes. Or American History X, if you're familiar with a Kirby. Sheslin. <laughs> Put your, <laughs> Big Ben's going to be like, put your mouth on the curb, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't look the future. I mean, teams I'm not expecting much out of this year. The New York Jets. <laughs> that goes without you saying. Still, you still have a moratorium on that? Yeah, it carried over into this season. The Cleveland Browns. Well, just with the moves they've made, too. The moves they've made, have been make, they made them worse. They haven't made them better. So you're you still get, not picking them ever? And it's a new season. When you get rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick and you get worse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick on, on that stupid uh, Hard Knocks show looking at Jameis like, shit, I wish I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm just, I'm just going to sit over here and enjoy the backup role. Yeah. I'm going to play with my beard. The Browns, uh, the Colts, the Jaguars, I mean, because Luck's off the pup. The Colts. The, Luck is off the pup, but he's still not going to start week one. Um, the Rams. 
Yeah, I don't expect much out of the Rams, the Reds, maybe I'm the Redskins. I'm waiting for you to say the team, but I don't want to say it until one of you guys do, but keep going. Well, are you going to say the 49ers? The, the 49ers, I don't expect big things. Uh, I don't expect big things out of the Vikings, the Bears. Thank you. Nor the Lions. I was, I was going to say Browns and, ba- Browns and Bears. It's going to be a toss-up between those two. Worst team in the league this year. In uh, yeah, quite honestly, the Saints. See, I man, I don't know. Saints are Saints. Are one of them teams they 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 go five hundred, and it's like okay, they didn't do shit, but they could fuck up other teams' seasons. That's what the Saints are. One of those teams. I'll give the qualif. I give the qualifier of it ain't ten years ago too. Like the Saint, the Saint two thousand seven. The Saint who that? Yeah. No, I got you, but I mean, I think it's like in the NFC South. Pretty much every expert I've ha- I've listened to has said it's between the Buccaneers and Falcons. But then I'm thinking, yeah, until the Saints come in and fuck everything up by beating both of the teams. But then they go 500, so they're not in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like the Saints can't beat anybody, but boom, they're going to beat the Falcons in Atlanta. Why? Because they're the fucking Saints. Of course, they're going to do that. You know, Tampa needs to win against the Saints to to take over sole possession of first place. Boom, they lose. That's just they they play spoiler, man. That's I, that's why I can't sleep on them. I can't say they're going to even be close to the worst team in the league. No matter what, they still have Drew Brees, and I understand it's not ten years ago, but he's a proven fucking leader. That's true. He hung fifty on me last year when I played against him. For a QB to do that in fantasy, you guys don't learn. That's fucking. That is insane. That's like scoring double. That's putting up twice what you're supposed to put up. That's somebody, and, and I believe he made up to somebody hung a zero on me that week, so it evened out. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Breeze is still Breeze, but who's he throwing to? Michael Thomas, a suspended Willie Sneed. Uh, they, I mean, they, they upgraded. Yeah, but, I mean, come on, though. Drew Breeze is no Tom Brady. He is not getting better with age. Their backfield, though, it's respectable with, even though he's on the decline, they got Peterson and uh, Ingram. Are you saying Drew Brees is like pussy and bread? It gets worse as it gets older? Well, do you want to eat and, pussy at 40? I'm just saying. And milk? It's, it's not like fine wine. Like, if you, pop a, if you pop a 48 wine, I'm excited. You give me a pussy born in 48, I'm like, ugh. Get yeah. that out of here. I don't want no bread from 1948. Ugh. Yeah, fine wine in 48. You want to sit there and enjoy the smell. A pussy at 48, you're kind of like, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> No, I look. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm not saying they're. I'm saying it looks like a roast beef sandwich. No, hey, you uh-uh. think they're happy being on the receiving end of your 48 year old cock? Yeah, <laughs> it goes both it ways. Looks to me, if they were born in 1948, they're happy to receive any cock. Yeah. Okay. That, that's they're damn near 70. All right. Um. But no. Uh. I'm not saying the Saints are going to come in and fucking, you know, dominate whatever. I'm just saying. I don't think they're anywhere close to the worst team in the league. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, Colts. I think that I think that's a stretch to say the Colts are going to be the worst team in the league. He did say I mean, worst I would, he said stuff he didn't think. Those are teams I was much expecting from. much from. Oh my bad, I misunderstood what you said. But, okay, but and, but I think you hit on it as far as would the worst teams: Bucks or no? Whoop, whoop, sorry, Bears, Browns, Jaguars. Jaguars over the Jets? 
I don't expect. Yeah, I don't expect the Jets to be on on the. I expect way worse out of the three teams I just named. I don't know. I, I like the Jaguars better, and I like the Jets. Just saying. When your quarterback battle is between, and it's not even settled before week one between Blake Bortles and Chad Henney, you you are in talk for one of the worst teams in the league. Well, by the way, can we just talk about something also? The worst week one opening game on Monday Night Football in recent memory, Saints versus the Vikings. Yeah. File that under who gives a fuck. I mean, and then I, you, get, I, you, I, you just Chargers, show up for the beer at that point, right? Chargers and Broncos, that has the ability to be an entertaining game, but Saints and Vikings? Chargers and pop- Broncos? No, it doesn't. It's a division game. Wait, no, it's not. Wait. <laughs> yeah, that's a division game. Saints and Vikings, oh. is it possible for that game to end in a 0-0 tie? <laughs> no, they got Breeze. I don't give a fuck. He'll get them in the field goal range, something. It wouldn't shock me if that game ends in a tie. I'm just saying. Yeah, but the Saints are the reason that people started calling them the purple people eaters, purple rain, and the defense is amazing. Because it's teams like the Saints that can't move on them. Yeah, but that purple rain talk went away by week eight last year. Listen to yourself, by week eight. <laughs> yeah. Halfway through the season, that, that all that Minnesota's defense was good. They only played one half of the, of the season last year. That's a problem. Yeah, they were like, what, six and two? <laughs> yeah, they were like the, yeah, they were like the, what was it, 2007 Lions? Went seven and one and then fucking gagged on the cock the rest of the season and missed the playoffs. Yeah. Rich, do me a favor, disconnect your mic. Right. <laughs> Why, Mr. History Major? Because I have a better memory of fucking history than you do. <laughs> no, it's just because you like to bring it up a lot. <laughs> because that's an amazing choke job. Even And you had John Kitna, who has the, besides Tim Tebow, has, has the second hotline to Jesus as number one, as number one speed dial on his cell phone, and he couldn't even pull out enough wins to get him in the playoffs after they started seven and one. Okay, come on, dude. So, how high are razor blade sales in Chicago right now? Oh, oh. my dear hell, Mark you Sanchez, Mister Pop Fumble. You, you you remember that uh, <laughs> the Bears that skit? Yeah, all them guys have killed themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Dick ain't walking through that door, and they realized it finally. Norm Peterson's dead. <laughs> Looking between fucking Mike Glennon and Mark Sanchez. So Scooby and a failed male model. Have they closed the well, observation between, tower at the Sears Tower? Between Shaggy and a failed male model. That's, that's their choices. Just right a there. line of Chicago fans lining up to toss themselves off of that thing. Mm. Good God, man. You have to be a homer way more than I am to stick with the Bears this season. I'm sure there's some Chicago Iceman talking about this is their year. <laughs> no one's expecting it. I, I, I don't think so, man. Even no the homer of the homes are going, okay, I can't. I just can't. Man, I've been to Chicago. That's half of the fucking football fans in Chicago. Every year is their year. That, that that plane could end up in a fiery fucking mess like the Marshall football team, and they would be like, we're with the replacement players. This is our year. At least they if, don't see us coming. At least if They're sleeping on us. In L.A. or New York, you got an option. If one team's sucking it up, you know, you can uh, you can go across town and root for, hey, at least we got, you know. 
Or you can just wait till next week if you're in New York and the Giants are on the road and the Jets are at home. Yeah. You know, if you're in L.A., you got the choice between the Rams or the Clippers. Or the Clippers. Uh, the Chargers. Then in a couple of years, you'll have three options. But Chicago. Uh, good God, man. Hey, you know what? It's Lions fans, this is what it feels like to not be the penciled-in win in your division this year. How you feel about the Bears is how everybody's felt about you for a long time. So enjoy the feeling. Savor the flavor. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and speaking of speaking of fucking what the fuck moves, what the fuck's going on with Brock Osweiler? He's back in Denver. The I'm back in Denver. So who's going to QB in, in uh, Houston? Hurricane Harvey? Yeah, <laughs> right. Speaking of hurricanes, Miami Hurricanes are stopping the Dolphins and the Bucks. What? Yeah, they're not playing that game in Miami. No, Irma was like, yeah, here, no football for you. But no, seriously, what the fuck is the point Tom of bringing him back? Savage is the Houston Texans. Who the fuck is Tom Savage? Is that Dan? <laughs> is, that, is that Dan Savage's straighter football playing brother? Fred Savage's brother. <laughs> it's his nephew. But, uh, I mean, I guess, uh, what, do you, what do you really expect? Oh, oh Deshaun. Watson? Oh, that's right. That guy went there. Yeah. Give it up for Mr. Deshaun Watson. So is he number one? You would think he'd have to be. On the depth chart? Let's click and see. He played Joe the Cop on That's My Mama. Yeah. Manamana. I'm telling you, we need that. It's the music bad when we're looking up shit. <laughs> Tom Savage gets not over Deshaun Watson. Damn. All right. Bueller. Bueller. Another white guy stealing the black guy's job? It's the patriarchy's fault. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Wrong, <laughs> wrong plumbing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've, 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 we've shit on the, the usual suspects. I guess let's move to the middle of the pack. Who do we? Who do our forty degree days this year? Panthers, Redskins, Titans. I, you know, I think we Philly. need to throw the we need to throw the Dolphins. I think Philly could shock some people. I'm not saying playoff bound, but I'm saying better than people are thinking. There's just a gut feeling. Are we talking about who? What are we trying to do? Are we picking forty degree days or people we expect to do things? I'm picking. I'm picking forty degree days, except for I, I think we forgot to throw one of one more team on the dumpster fire bunch, and that's the Dolphins. Eh. You think Cutler's going to go down there and, and fucking resurrect his career? I think. You think Kristen Cavallari's told him no pussy till you bring home a fucking uh, a Super Bowl ring? I think if they were respectable with Brian fucking Tannehill. I mean, the only part of the offense that's changed since last year is Arian Foster's done, finally. Um, but He knows it now. Yeah, but you still got Jay Ajayi, and then you still got Jarvis Landry. You still got uh, Devontae Parker. Um, I think... Cutler's going to bring some experience. I, I, you know, I, I, I'll put him as forty degree days, but don't okay. sleep. I won't put him. I won't put him in the dumpster fire pile. I, I, I don't know. I'm not as down on Cutler going to the Dolphins as a lot of people are. Just they've been a, the Dolphins have have been a forty degree day pretty much the last five years. The only reason. The only reason that I would give like the thumbs up to him going to color going to the dolphins because it's his former offensive coordinator so he already knows the system it's basically plug and play 
He's not going in there trying to learn, you know, all new play calls and, and, and this and that. It's just, look, we're going to do what we did before. These are the weapons you have. Go. So, I mean, that, that's the only edge I give, I give them for bringing in Cutler versus anybody else. So, and, and you know, according to some experts, I'm, I'm overvaluing the fact that he's playing for his former offensive coordinator. And according to other experts, that's a huge fucking plus for him. So, in other words, no one fucking knows until he gets out there and fucking gets under center. Yeah. Uh, I think the Bills are going to be a 40-degree day. Oh, yeah. The Bengals. Yep. The Ravens. Yeah, Tennessee. No, no Flacco. Yeah, they're going to be 40 degrees. Houston. The Chargers. Yeah, the Redskins. The Eagles. Uh, uh, the Lions. The Vikings. Stop it. Uh, the Bucks, the Panthers. Uh, <laughs> See, the only reason, the only reason I, I, I think the Bucks are on the cusp is not because I'm their fan, but be, I don't think they're going to win a division. I think they could. I think they could squeak in on a wild card bid. I mean, yeah, their their division isn't as strong as it used to be. I mean, but we'll see. I mean, is Carolina going to right the ship? That's that's the big question mark in in that division. Cam and his shoulder don't look too good. I mean, and how fired up are the Falcons going to be after coming off of one of the, you know... Worst losses in Super Bowl history. You know, one of the most historic collapses ever. Reminds me of Green, that Coach Green. <laughs> they are they who we thought they were. They were. And, we are. and the Cowboys, really? I mean, it's going to... It's the thing that's going to separate them from a 40-degree day and doing something is if Zeke wins his appeal. I mean, you're looking at half a season without him. Uh, you think Darren McFadden is going to put up the same shit, the same, going to give you the same performance as Zeke? No fucking way. No, no. And I mean, it just, it, uh, you got a, you got a second year quarterback who didn't play a full season last year. And I mean, their offense last, it was a one, two punch with Zeke and Dak. But I mean, I'm just saying like, it, it, the, if, if Zeke is gone, it is firmly on Dak's shoulders, and I, I don't know. I I don't have enough faith to think that they're going to be an elite team. I just I don't. Can Dak I mean, well, corral that ego that is Des Bryant? That's another issue. No, I don't think they're going to be terrible, but elite. I mean, that's like, I mean, and when I say elite, I mean like I'm, I'm obviously. Do I even need to say the name? I mean, you know, that little team in New England, that's, that's an elite team without question. Um, I mean, would you call the Steelers elite? I mean, they're, they're always in it. Uh, possibly. They need a quarterback like, whoa, though. Uh, Poor Ben's old. I tell He's you, just old. A team who never really comes up in the elite conversation and Uh-oh. should Uh-oh. are the Giants. No. I knew he was going to say that. What they got... They got the hardware to prove it, man. And they, and they won both of them against the best of the best for the last 15 years in the NFL. I mean, that's not, it's not like they went in and they fucking, you know, beat a, beat a one, one-year wonder team that just lucked their way into the fucking uh, uh, Super Bowl. So that's... I mean, if you just look at the NFC, if you just look at all the teams, say who's the lead out of this bunch, to me, that's like a, a name that just pops right away. Is like... You're basing it on the fact that they have two Super Bowls, but the personnel has changed, bro. 
You no longer have Michael Strahan on that team. Not Big under part. center. Not Big under part. center. It's been the Eli same, Manning? It's been the same QB. Oh, yeah, for the worst seasons as well as the Super Bowl seasons. And, and, and Rich, I might have to give that nod to Pittsburgh, too. I mean, everybody thought with the... Uh, when it went from Coward to Tomlin, that it was going to fold in on itself, and he has kept that he has kept right on along that same path Coward was on. Oh God, I yeah. Once I Tomlin's the type of coach that after watching him his first season, I was like, why couldn't Tampa get him? Why, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the, that's the type of coach I want coaching my team. And then, then the other two names in the NFC: Packers and and Seahawks. If we're talking about the last decade or so, decade and a half. All right, but none of you guys have mentioned uh, the team I want to see. How this is going to shake out is Chiefs? the Chiefs. Yeah. But the, the, but the Chiefs haven't been nothing for a while. I mean, last they've... No, they've been about a 40-degree day for a while. Till last year, yeah, they're, they're 40-degree day. I don't, so I don't think do Alex they, Smith is their guy. I don't think he's getting you to the oh, promised no. land. Uh, I don't think so either. They need to. They did. They drafted uh, what's his face, Mahomes. Yeah, but isn't Smith still the starter? I think so. Yeah, I mean for now. But if if it stays the line and they keep being a forty degree day, I, I don't know. I think I'd have to switch if the kid showed promise and practice and studied up and got the playbook well at hand. Something's got to change. Uh, does Denver stay in the elite conversation? No, uh, they've lost most of their defense, all of their offense. No, 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 they're not elite. They will be a 40-degree day. Yeah, I, I kind of got to agree with you on that. They're, they're, this is not the Denver of two years ago. Shit, this isn't even the Denver of last year. I mean, the, the, the sheriff retired, and it's, I mean, their defense was responsible for most of their wins last year. DeMarcus Ware is gone. Yeah. I don't think anybody in the AFC South is in the elite conversation. Um, yeah, I mean, and then we, yeah, we all know in the East who it is. I mean, does the Super Bowl go through New England this year again? As long as Belichick's there, it will always go through New England. Yeah, I gotta agree. Road to Super Bowl, AFC at least goes through New England. Yeah, and I mean, it is. I mean, in the NFC, it's really it's. Until otherwise, I mean, I gotta say it's it's Green Bay, man, because they have this guy that wears number uh, he wears twelve, right? Oh yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, dude, with the Lions going fourteen and two, I know, it's right? Obvious they're gonna go in there and yep. just stomp on fucking Belichick and Brady. So they don't even play them in the Super Bowl, dummy. The Lions yeah, are going to well, go fourteen and two, and they're just going to get complete bye weeks because they're just going to go to the Super Bowl. Right, that's right. They're going to sweep their way in. All they are going to do is win. It's the Golden State Lions. That's how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Too much fucking fun with this nonsense. <laughs> yes. Dude, I'm so glad we got you on b- before the season started. So we have. We have it on. We have it recorded. You know, isolate it and play it back, and, and and keep it as a drop. Why? I've never denied the fact that I'm a homer. Every I'm week sitting when here they, doing this podcast right now in a Lions jersey. Every week when they lose, play them fourteen and two. Bank <laughs> on it, fourteen and two. Sorry, boss, fourteen and two. If they prove me wrong and go fifteen and one, I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm just saying. 
See? See? There you go. I'm going to go pull that. So next <laughs> week when we're 0-1. There's one of their two losses. Yep. Got, got, it, got one of them out of the way early. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. Enough, enough fucking dogpiling on them. Let's, let's, let's actually, before we get to the, the picks and all that shit, let's actually uh, talk about a serious issue that uh, you and I both shared in the, in the group chat, Chris. Um, I think I just I, I shared it right after last week's episode, and it just got kind of got lost in the shuffle. But it's the same article about Ed Cunningham resigning. Yeah, he's a fucking hero. Whatever. Like, it, I find it highly suspect. Quite honestly. Like, okay, well, I, he's going to give up his livelihood because I mean, let, let, yeah. Let's let's go over the story. Well, okay. I'll just I'll read the story. It's from Sports Illustrated. Uh, it's from the 30th. Uh, Chris Chavez is the writer. Okay, goes, Ed Cunningham has resigned as a college football analyst for ESPN and the ABC because of his growing discomfort with the players' health and safety due to the sport. He explained in an interview with John Branch of the New York Times. Cunningham, 48, was the captain of the Washington Huskies under 91 national championship team before enjoying a five-year NFL career with the Cardinals and Seahawks. Served as a color commentator on ESPN and ABC for the past two decades. He says he left behind a six-figure salary with the network. Cunningham was not, was not one of the dozens of on-air personalities that was laid off in April. I take full ownership of my alignment with the sport, he said. I can just no longer be in the cheerleader's spot. In its current state, there are some real dangers. Broken limbs, wear and tear, Cunningham added. But the real crux of this is I just don't think the game is safe for the brain. To me, it's unacceptable. The death of his former teammate, Dave Dewerson, affected him deeply. Dewerson killed himself in 2011 and was later discovered he had uh, CTE. In July, a new study by Boston University researcher Dr. Ann McKee revealed that 202 brains of deceased football players were examined and found that 110 of the 111 brains... Wait a minute, pause. <clears throat> a new study by Boston University researcher Ann McKee revealed that 202 brains of deceased football players were examined and found that 110 of the 111 brains. Did either of you guys want to point out what I'm sitting here going? They lost 100 brains somewhere. Almost, yeah. Okay. Anyways, a former NFL player's hit CTE. The results were published by the Journal of the American Medical Association. All right. Uh, You want to finish your thoughts on that, Chris, or were you pretty much your initial thoughts on on him? uh, How? How is quitting your job going to help change this? Like, if you have all of these concerns, you just stepped away from a huge platform that could help get these concerns, that could help address these concerns. Uh, I, I guess I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Maybe that's why I'm calling it dumb. But it, it seems like... I don't, it, it, like, maybe he was on his way out anyway. Like, you talk about he's got a six-figure salary, he's an older guy. He could have been aging out. I mean, he did make the cut at ESPN, mm-hmm. and I mean that was some that was a no bullshit purging of ESPN and ABC Sports. That was not like, oh, these are fucking third, fourth, fifth tier guys we're going to cut. So I mean, he made the cut. So that's got to say something right there. The six, the six. Okay, the fact that he goes, I had a six salary or six figure salary. Okay, that could mean he make a hundred grand a year. Yeah. Congrats, a guy who works a lot of overtime has been at fucking Ford for. 20 years makes that. Okay, I, that doesn't impress me. To me, that, that smacks of he's trying to virtue signal his way into, you know, people's hearts. Like, look what I gave up. 
Um, I think that the the issue isn't with him leaving one way or the other. To me, this is this him leaving. I care as much about as half the players kneeling anymore. I just okay, I'm over it. All right, my I think the issue is is that this is going to lend validity to the football needs to be banned crowd. And I've said time and time again, it's going to start with peewee football, then high school, then college. And once college and high school football change, you're going to have players who, if they haven't been taught and prepared to play at the next level, you're going to have players who are coming into the NFL who are, unless the NFL changes, going to get slaughtered out there. One, the speed of the game is completely different. Every fucking rookie, every rookie, I don't care who he is, how cocky he is, how good he is off the, out the gate, says at one point in training camp, holy shit, the speed of the game is way different than college football. Except if you're, what's, what's his name, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Didn't he say after the first preseason game that uh, wasn't as fast as he thought, as he thought it was going to be? Well, I'll—he's I'll, I'll, okay. I'll just put it this way: he's—he's the, he's the exception that proves the rule. Well, he's on Jacksonville. He's—he's going to have to get used to getting tackled. But, <laughs> but no, I—I I, I think this—that this is going to f- add fuel to that fire. I also think it's very interesting that this article completely glosses over the fact that 202 brains were examined. And yet, 110 out of the of the 111 brains. I hope that's a miss a misquote, or you know that just somehow snuck by the the editorial department. Because if that's not that smacks of you're not writing facts, you are glossing over facts to come to a conclusion that you want to in this article to go with your narrative. Exactly. Got to frame your story and. Uh, you know, whatever. Get out to uh, a misogynistic fucking chance and, you know, hey, ho, this penis party's got to go. Why am I not shocked it's a female doctor that did this study? Because you know what that means. That every fucking magazine that appeals to women is going to fucking pump this doctor's study up into the mothers of every potential p- football, peewee football and high school football player's head. And I mean, let's, dude, you take away peewee football, you take away high, high school football. They're not going to. College football teams aren't going to start just taking walk-ons. Sca- yeah, that's not going to happen. They're not going to be like you know. Oh, we uh, you know uh, we basically scouted a bunch of uh, athletes and we hope they can play football. That's not going to happen. And I mean, and once again, this isn't one of those. It's in five years, shit's going to be different. I've said it before on this podcast. In twenty years, I think the game's going to be way different than it is now. So what I'm saying is in 20 years, another generation away from the generation that's coming up right now, yeah, this type of shit might change the way the game's played, and it's going to happen from the ground up. And it all starts with, let's get those mommies scared that their little baby boys are going to get hurt out there. And that works. If you need any proof of that, if you are 40 years, if you are, I'll, I'll even go lower, if you're 35 or older, think of your childhood and look at the childhood children have now. We used to wander around without cell phones, in the neighborhood, playing with our partners, doing whatever the fuck we wanted to do all day Sticks long. In the mud. Yep. I'd never owned a bike helmet. 
And nowadays, parents won't even let their kids wander out of the front yard by themselves. No, Rich. Uh, you know, we always talk old guard, old guard and all this. You know, back when football started, they didn't even have pads. They had barely a leather helmet. Well, see, that's you know? another that's another argument's being made. It's the equipment that gives these guys a false sense of security, so take their equipment away and there won't be injuries. When people say that, I go, have you watched a rugby game? There's plenty of injuries. Right, and it's just, it's all changing. It changes in our everyday life, uh, changes on the field, on the court, on the diamond. Everything's changing, and everybody's wanting it to be better and safer. I think Vince McMahon uh, wasn't far off when he started the XFL. The problem was is he tried to produce the exact same product as the NFL. He shouldn't have. I fully believe that if he would have had light pads, no helmets, and two flags, one on each side, that fla- that league would still be running today, and everybody would be supporting the fuck out of it. <laughs> because it's that safe mentality. Oh, look, they're running. Look at the agility on that. Look at the speed there. And he comes home, and he has no concussion, and his brain's intact. It's sad. It's sad that that's the way this world has come to, especially when it comes to sports. I don't, know, I don't know what Ed Cunningham expected. The season's still going to kick off on Sunday, or Thursday, actually. It's still well, going to happen. Don't you understand, Chris? He's drawing attention to the subject so we can start a conversation. Oh. Because that's the excuse of everybody who fucking... And, okay, wait a minute. Let, let me back up. That's not fair. I, look, I ain't gonna lie. I'm just salty because I'm really fucking tired of, of, these, of these fun governors and the nanny states and these helicopter parents trying to destroy anything they don't like. You are the same parents would have no problem with your fucking children signing up to join the military to go fight for our oil and poppy interest over in Afghanistan, the war that's never going to end, and you'd call them heroes and hang, hang their pictures of them in their dress blues up in the Nevada Walmart wall, wall of heroes and all that shit. But yeah, you don't want a little fucking junior playing uh, high school football. Really? Are you fucking serious? If he, it, it, yes, the odds of a fucking of a of a kid playing high school football making it to the pros are astronomical. But if he does, he's making more money than any fucking person in the military ever made from a paycheck. And if you look at what the military gets paid, they get paid shit to go over there and risk their lives. But that's hey, yeah, that's not fine. a torn ACL or a blown out shoulder. <laughs> their life, no. their yeah. heartbeat. Well, yeah. <laughs> Blown off leg and ripped off arms. Yeah, that, that, that type shit. You know, oh, yeah, that's fine. The, like, and ironically <laughs> enough, those people that die and get injured over there that don't get paid shit give people like the NFL the right to come and just whatever they want to do to the national anthem. They don't care. <laughs> so ironic. Millionaires, <laughs> multi-millionaires can disrespect the shit that people put their life on the line for. Hey, Chris, remember, he said all he had to say on this subject, just so you know. Yep. I'm glad I'm glad he said everything he had to say. I just said it was ironic. You brought it up. It was ironic that those people that have, you know, put their life on the line that don't get paid not even a fucking percentage of what NFL players get put on the line. Yeah, we, we just heard you say it. I mean, you can restate right. it again, but... Well, I will. I heard you, heard you say it the first time. Total irony right there for you. Well, right. the conversation's been started, so where does it go from here? Well, it's, is this a, to me, this is too, this is also another one of those um, uh, 
instances where, uh, like, you want to start the conversation? It's already been started, pal. Like, this is, uh, I, this is, this is him starting his conversation is what it really is. All right. I mean, there Sarah was a movie Smith, with Will Smith, what, three or four years ago or whatever. I mean, the CTE has been floating around the last 10 years. It's already been started, Ed Cunningham. Okay, but the concussions in football and, and the pains of football are one thing. What are you going to do with the rest of the freaking sports? You're going to play hockey with a Nerf puck? Because I've literally watched hockey players take a puck to the chest and die on the ice, even with pads. What's not the what are you going to do? What's what are you going to do about boxing? What's well, not the sexy issue? That's the thing. Well, what about boxing? It's where tr- it's the, your your option and in your goal to hit them in the head till they black the fuck out. Yeah, but unfortunately, Chris is right. They're not going to go after hockey. It's not big enough. They're not going to go after boxing because boxing is a dying sport. They're going to they go need after to shoot the hell up. Period. They- if you don't want to talk about every fucking sport. And the, the way that every athlete is going to get injured in that sport, then you have no business talking at all. Your points mute. Shut up. That's it. It's, you can't quit a job and say, oh, it's because of the injuries. And, and then still go to the hockey fights and go to the, watch a boxing match the next day and pay for this fucking whatever it was with Mayweather. It's going, to be, it's going to be football and MMA. Those are going to be the two sports they're going to go after. Because MMA, in one more generation, is going to be hugely, insanely more popular than, than boxing is. And football's football. Football, if you own an NFL franchise, you have a license to print money, no matter how bad that franchise is. Right? So those are the two, those are the two sports they're going to go after because they're the high-profile sports. It's going to trickle down to what's left of boxing. It's going to trickle down to what's left of hockey. But... The beauty of flying underneath the radar is no one really pays attention to you. The scary part of what you're saying is be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Because once they get, once these people who are like, well, I don't like football. It's a violent sport. It's ridiculous. Why are these people paid millions of dollars to do this? Who gives it to play a boy sport? Blah, blah, blah. Notice that all their reasons for hating football has nothing to do with CTE until you get down into double digits at least. Yep. The top one through nine is basically, I don't like it, it's violent, toxic masculinity, rape culture, patriarchy, my feelings, my gender, all this bullshit, and down here is CTE. But this is the fucking issue that they can fucking, they can claim that they're fighting for, when really, it's not about that. That's the danger. And once they get, a, once they get one fucking toe in the door on football... Then every sport's on the table. Baseball has been doing its best to stay ahead of the curve with this. That's why you can't fucking. That's why you can't truck the fucking guy at home plate anymore. And let's be honest: how many times did that happen per season, and how many guys ended up with a Buster uh, uh, Posey type injury? I mean, the ratio is happened probably. Let's just. I'm. These numbers mean nothing. I'm just pulling them out of my ass. I'm admitting that up front. Let's say it happened 50 times a season. The guy coming coming around third trucked the guy, uh, the catcher over at home plate to knock the ball out of him so he'd be out of his glove so he'd be safe. If one injury happened one time, it's 2% of the time there's an injury. They changed the rule of baseball because one player who happened to be a high-profile player who the who MLB was making money on 
had a catastrophic injury because of a play like that, they changed the entire fucking way the game's played. Same thing with breaking up a fucking double play by sliding in hard to second. That that happens every goddamn game. The minute a fucking high profile player got taken out, then they started fucking taking started changing the rules. Baseball's trying to be proactive and they still can't do enough for the fucking idiots that are crying about this shit. Hey, you know what? What about stuff like uh doing stunts? Stuntmen in movies and shit. Do they got to quit now? Do movies have to become 100% safe? No high impact at all, ever? Well, to be honest with you... Look at CGI actors now. Exactly. I remember after Terminator 2 come out, a lot of people were saying this is the greatest movie as far as stunts and everything, and the fact that these special effects looked as realistic as they are and they're only going to get better will rid us of the need to put human lives at risk to have stunts. But then you got the issue of just guys like, it's not going to look real. It has to be it, ha- it has to be a human being jumping from one train car to the other while it's, while it's moving. It has to be a real human being behind the car. We can't just be towing it and CGI a person in the driver's seat. It doesn't look right. So what you're saying is we can't convert to just all Madden in 20 years. Everyone just I, plays Madden instead of watching on Sunday. It's all computer yeah, simulated. My yeah. last thought on this is in every span of life, no matter what it is we do, sports or other, there's a risk. There's a risk if you got a high-paying job and you're driving into work. You could get into a car wreck. Yes. It doesn't matter. There's a risk walking out your front door every morning. There's a risk in everything we do. When you sign up to go to the NFL or, or whatever – they pay you handsomely to take this risk. And there are many, many pieces of paper that you're forced to sign that says you can get this, 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 this. And if they agree and they say, well, it'll never happen to me or whatever the fuck they want to say, then they go. And it's their risk. You and know, there ain't nothing anybody else can or should say about it. You know, Earl, you are hitting on something that everyone's kind of like it's just kind of lost in the conversation. They are assuming the risk. They don't have to play professional sports. They don't have to play in college. You know what I'm saying? Like they, it, it, you know, it's a choice. If you get drafted, you could say no. It's, they are assuming the risk. Exactly. That gets lost in the conversation. And when, you're more- kid, when you're a kid, if you get hurt playing football, baseball, whatever, you get hurt, and you're like, uh-uh, this ain't for me, then take your happy ass and go be an engineer. Okay, good on you. But most kids say, oh, he did not just hit me. And get up and beat the hell out of that kid. And it goes to college. And then gets paid millions upon millions. And never worry about money millions. To go do it in the pros. And there's more and more players. There's more and more players in the NFL. Who are putting in three to five years. Making their money. And saying, I'm getting out while I still have my health. And I don't fault them for that. Does it suck for fans of that team to players on? Does it suck for fans of that player? Yes. But the reality is, if you're drafted high enough and you're smart enough with your money, you can make enough money to set your family up for the rest of your life in three to five years in the NFL. Yeah, look at uh, what did, uh, was it Ryan Broyles, former receiver for the Lions. The big story around here uh, when he was with us, I think he's not in the league anymore, but he gave all his money to his accountant, and his accountant put him on a salary of seventy grand. 
He's like, you get a $70,000 a year salary. Yep, I remember that, yeah. Yep, so now that guy's not in the league, he's probably fucking set for life. If that's how the sport has to go, I have no problem with that, and here's why. That's the players making that decision. It's not people who are not into the sport, don't know anything about the sport except for all the negative shit they look for online, and they go to these echo chambers that tell them the same shit over and over and over and agree with them constantly, a.k.a., you know, Oh, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, violent, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, dude, the attacks on sports rose with, and this is just, look at the timeline. If you think I'm bullshitting, do yourself a favor. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research, but look at the timeline. The urban legends and flat-out lies about sports and sports fans being violent and et cetera, and et cetera, came and started happening at the same time radical feminism started getting a foothold. Remember the old fucking, remember the, 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 the old wives' tale we used to hear, but it was passed off as fact to the point where there was public service announcements about it, that the worst day for domestic violence in, in America is the day of the Super Bowl? Because people, your fans' teams lose, so they beat their wives? That's total bullshit. That's a total fabrication that was passed off as real to us in an attempt to get the fuck, to, to, to discredit the sport by people who don't give a fuck about the sport, by people who do not have the player's best interest in mind. They just don't like the sport. And I'm sorry, this is, uh, in general, meaning more than 50% of the time, this is a woman-type mentality. I don't like it. Shut it down. I don't like it. Shut it down. Yeah. and it, No, I totally agree with you. But here's the thing. I agree with all of those people about, you know, the concussion protocols and how violent it is. But it it's supposed to be. It is supposed to be. And it's not like it was a surprise. It's not like they went through peewee and, and high school and college. And then all of a sudden they get to the pros and it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to get hurt. It wasn't a surprise. It wasn't like, surprise, we're going to hit you four times as hard and try to kill you. That's happened their whole life. And people do it not just because of the toxic masculinity. They do it for the competitive the edge that the people have within them. Yeah, you can't, you can't breed that out of us. It's going to go somewhere else. Exactly. Isn't, I mean, isn't something like football, like, you know, just, just multi-generations removed from people killing each other or people fighting a fucking lion? Well, if you think that I'm exaggerating about people wanting to get rid of this because of, you know, anything besides the player's health, I want you to stop and think about this. They took dodgeball out of school. Why? Because kids were getting hurt. I played dodgeball constantly in grade school and middle school. I never I saw anyone, that. never saw anyone carted off to the fucking to the hospital because of it. No. Played wall ball. Basically, dodgeball against the wall, where the guy's sitting there and he chucks the fucking dodgeball at you, and you got to dodge it, and it bounces off the wall. He grabs it, and, and and the game continues until you're the last person. Then you get to throw the ball. All right, same same situation. Then it became we got to get rid of tag, and it wasn't what they got rid oh, yeah, of tag. Wait, 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 wait Rich, you, you forgot tag. one. You forgot one, and it's my favorite game. Fucking Red Rover, dude. 
You can't play Red Rover because you're going to break somebody's arm or shoulder or hurt what? their hand or or they're going to hold hands so tight and then the hand's touching a special spot that they shouldn't. When they got rid of tag, their reason was the kids were tagging each other so hard. Oh, get that the fuck shove them down. That they would shove them, and they'd, and they'd, when they're running, they'd hit the ground and hurt themselves. So you can't play tag, right? Then it wasn't even a contact sport. It wasn't even a game per se. It was just kids playing. If your kid on the playground picks up a stick and goes pew pew, they got to suspend them. So kids couldn't even run around playing war, playing cops and robbers. Cowboys and Indians, whatever the fuck. Yeah, does it, so, have to be, does it have to be Cowboys and Native Americans now? So, well, you can't play the game, so it doesn't matter. I mean, so let's. So I guess this just, smear the queer is just outright. Oh, that was gone long ago. They, yes. they, we would have been we would have been suspended if if they'd have caught us playing it, let alone saying the name of it. When I was like at the end of my grade school, Which, really, time. really, it could just be called get him. Because that's, that's so, really the point of that game. <laughs> well, th- this is th- we got around. We got around getting in trouble by calling it "kill the guy with the ball." Yeah, which says basically, look, you don't want the ball. Most sports, you we, want the ball, not this sport. We weren't using queer as a derogative, uh, uh, as, as as a slur against anybody. And when we changed the name of it, they didn't have a problem with get, calling the person "guy." They had a problem with "oh, kill." Okay, well. We're not going to kill them, literally. But see, but these are these are the type of people who are now fighting against every sport that we've talked about. And if you need any more proof that they don't care, it's not the sport they care about. It's just getting rid of it because they don't like it. Because they rather have you know little ring around the rosy hopscotch sessions and take all those you know all those. Boys that would play fucking high school football and put them in encounter groups and have them talk about their feelings and shit and all this garbage. If you think I'm bullshitting, go to these so-called... Watch documentaries on these so-called progressive high schools in the more progressive areas of, of the country. And watch what the fuck they do. Watch how they treat these kids. And when you raise kids like this and you you try to force their nature out of them, the competitive nature that some kids... Here's the deal. If you're not competitive, don't play sports. That's what band's for. That's what drama's for. But that's the thing. Is I think everybody's, com- club. everybody's competitive. You just got to find that you, everybody has a competitive instinct. It's just it's, you have to hone it to your abilities. It, you know, like some people it'll be athletics. Some people it'll be smarts. Some people it'll be, I don't fucking know. They don't even have debate in schools anymore. Yeah, because there's a winner and a loser. No, because it promotes arguing. Good God. And now we wonder. Now we wonder why there is no discussion amongst two groups of people who who just can't agree on a subject. Now we wonder why the minute someone says something that the other person doesn't like, that person raises their hand and goes, "I'm offended. You're a racist." End of discussion. Because that's what they've been taught. You don't like it, shut it down. I'm sorry. Fuck that. All right. That's not. That's not healthy. That's not realistic. That's not scientifically appropriate. It's not biologically appropriate. None of it. But this is the nonsense that is going to get worse. And it's, and it's you all at least in my personal uh, experience with it. You know the stuff I see in my social media feeds. It always comes from non-sports fans. Mm-hmm. It always comes. It's 
you know, it's, it's always from the people like, I get it, you don't like sports. But it's, never- it's revenge of the nerds in real life. I've seen a meme for years now. It has it has at the top of the it's 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 one picture and a picture underneath. Top picture is a bunch of stereotypically nerdy guys with glasses playing Dungeons and Dragons, and at the bottom picture it's a bunch of guys in football jerseys around a fantasy football draft, and it says, "Why is this nerdy and not acceptable?" But this is, Call and it's like nerds. It's like they're both acceptable. Yeah. Get off your victim mentality. Exactly. Guess what? I was in the band and in the drama club, and I like sports. Get over it. There's people like that that exist. I like sports. I played sports as a kid. Guess what? I also played role-playing games. I'm yeah. not going to say I was deep into it, but I've played Dungeons & Dragons. I've played yeah. other role-playing, Robotech, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Guilty. whatever. See, you know? and I played, I played sports, too. And me and my wife play a role-playing game. Ooh, let me tell you something. It gets heated. This is, this is a 20-sided die in my past. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's always it's, it's this either-or mentality. And once again, look at the players who are smart. Look at the players who go, I've made my money. I've played five years. I've had five years of experiences that a handful of people compared to how many people on this planet are breathing will ever have. And I have the great memories from it, and I'm healthy. Let me get out of it. Why is that glossed over? Why don't, why doesn't, if these people are so worried about the player's health, why don't they hold these guys up? And why aren't they reposting these stories on social media? Instead of chasing down stories that make everything that they don't like look evil and bad. Rich, calm down. You're going to start having these people make it so that, the players have a limit contract. They can only play six years. Doesn't matter who they play for. Six years eligibility. They well, see, that's that's what I am worried about because ultimately, this comes down to control. It's really what it is. This is people who go, I don't like something. I need to exert my will over it. And it, if, you know, Rich, if they I honestly, I honestly think there are people out there that just go, Oh my God, the savage of this. This is causing them head injuries. This is causing them bodily injury. Oh my God! Stop it! But those are the those those type of people are in the minority of the people who are fucking yelling and screaming and stomping their feet and and wanting to get fucking Congress involved and all shit. I, Let me ask oh, you, what the fuck did we have fucking uh, Sammy Sosa who all of a sudden forgot how to speak English and Mark McGuire who was there to only talk about fucking the present. And Rafael Palmero pleading the fifth, sitting in front of Congress about fucking steroids use in baseball. Look, it's against the rules to use steroids in baseball. Let baseball punish him. Why was that brought drug out <coughs> and made a political issue? Because then once the issue's been politicized, then people will take sides. And if you're against this, well then you must be progressive. Because what kind of what kind of progressive person would want people taking drugs that would hurt them? So it's horrible that these players are doing. Get the fuck out of here. The government shouldn't even have been involved. It was a joke that they were sitting in front of Congress to having them fucking conversations, anyways. All right, but that's how it works. That's how they do. And the more people that sit back and go, <laughs> whatever. You listen to that Sporty podcast? Yeah, that one dude, Rich. Oh yeah, man, he's fucking. Pfft. He's like Alex Jones for sports. 
No, I'm citing facts that you can look up. I'm not fucking jumping from subject to subject saying, I got proof, but never offering it. You got a kid, you send them to school, you know what I'm talking about. You can't even fucking send your kid to school with a peanut butter cookie in his fucking lunchbox. Because, oh God, if someone has a peanut allergy. Well, if he's got a peanut allergy, teach your fucking brat to stay away from my peanut butter cookie. Why is it my job to make sure your child survives? It's not. It's the skinny genification of everything. You know, I was, I, was born, I was born with a heart murmur, and they told me, if you get overexerted, your heart will start pumping harder and might pump too much blood. If you start getting winded, or if you start getting tired, take a break, sit out. He told it to a five-year-old child. You know what I managed to do? Listen to him and survive my childhood. A five-year-old child these days with the same diagnosis I have wouldn't even be allowed to go outside and run around and play. They'd order you a bubble. Exactly. And look, I'm not for, I'm not saying take take the pads off and give them fucking battle axes and let them go out there and, you know, every Sunday look like Braveheart and shit. What I'm saying is stop with this fucking all or nothing mentality. All right. I Look, Bob Probert, my favorite hockey player ever. When he died of a heart attack at 45, it was in his will to donate his brain for study for science. And they said, oh, yeah, he had signs of CTE. Now, I'm going to speak ill of the man in some people's eyes, but I'm just speaking the truth according to his own autobiography. That man fucking snorted almost as much coke as the entire band Aerosmith. Nice. Okay? That man drank more than fucking Zach Wilde with a terminal illness fucking diagnosis. All right? Get the fuck out of my face. You don't think some of that brain fucking trauma was caused by the fact that, oh, I don't know, he fucking abused his body? To the point where he dropped dead of a heart, a professional athlete dropped dead of a heart attack at 45, who, by the way, no one in his family has heart conditions that's killed them at that age. But once again, no, no, that's not, we're not, we don't want to focus on that. That's not the sexy part of it. Sexy part of it is that the damage to his brain was done from playing hockey. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure some of it was. But I'm really sure that fucking power drinking two or three fifths while you're snorting half a fucking ounce of coke in a four or five hour period isn't exactly good for your fucking heart or what? your brain. No, it was the hockey. CTE. That sounds like perfectly acceptable behavior. And if you want to get right down to it. It's your cardiologist would back. You want to get right down to it. How many of these fucking guys, that they, that they, they, these deceased football players, how many of these guys were playing in the time period where they weren't checking for every goddamn P PED they could find? How many of these guys were taking shit that they should have never been taking? Shit they give racehorses and, and, and crap like that. It fucks with their body chemistry and fucks with their, their internal organs. I have some bull testosterone. That's what I'm saying. There is There are steps until we get to the point where motherfuckers need to start resigning because the sport's too violent. All right, Ed Cunningham jumped the fucking gun because he wants to come off as... So fucking enlightened. Okay, congratulations. You're a hero. We, we already forgot about The only reason we're talking about you is because uh, it happened last week. And I bet your sweet ass, within a year, he's going to be on the lecture circuit making more money to talk to these fucking parent groups and all this shit 
about the horrors and et cetera, et cetera, of CTE. And he's going to make more money than he was making working at fucking ESPN. And all he has to do is get up and talk for a fucking hour in front of a crowd three times a week. Yep. All expense paid per diem, et cetera, et cetera. So don't fucking tell me that this is all for altruistic reasons on his part. All right, that motherfucker's gonna that motherfucker's gonna cash in on his dead friend, and he's gonna sleep like a baby doing it. Got his name in the news. We're talking about him. So, with that being said, shall we go into our first picks for the twenty? Oh, most definitely. I want to pick who gets the first concussion. Wow. You, after the Lions blow their first fucking game and you're beating your head against the wall. Yeah. That's me. That's who I was picking. Uh, so are we doing it like last year? Are we doing the, the college football first? And then... Or or, or you want to do... Uh, or Yeah, yeah. We're doing college football and pros. Yes. Okay. So, let's start off with... at the pro tab up. Hold up. Uh, who's Michigan playing? They're playing <laughs> the Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, all right. I'm uh, gonna go with. <laughs> I'm picking Michigan. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with, uh, with with Michigan too. Are you kidding me? The only reason I'm going to Michigan is because they're at the big house. Otherwise, I think I think the Bearcats have the edge. <laughs> uh, Glad y'all picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Michigan State. Oof, heading to Kalamazoo. Uh oh, play to play Waster. <laughs> yeah, not my alma mater. I am uh, I am an alumnus, not an alumni, because I did not graduate. Uh, come on. I mean, this is just this is to pump some money into the economy in Kalamazoo State, which it will. Yep. Yeah, state definitely. Uh, that one's not even. You, you gonna you gonna pick Western? Uh. <laughs> the puking Broncos. Um. <laughs> um. Hang on a second. Let me flip this quarter. Oh, for the oh, love yeah. of God. What I was going to say right. is... State. This game... Okay, State. I was going to say, this game isn't even on a fucking... This is on the Big Ten Network. BTN2. <laughs> Which means you got to have the super duper, I pay way too much for fucking cable sports package to get this fucking game. You better take your ass to fucking Buffalo Wild Wings if you want to watch it. Yeah. I mean, are they still... Uh... Rowing the boat there? Or no, he left, didn't he? The coach they had last year? Yeah, I believe so. All right. Uh, so, under the, under the big boys. We've all been waiting for. First up, Kansas City. Heading into Gillette. Well, wait a minute. You get to, we forgot. You get to pick the order there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mr. Perfect. Oh, let's go. Uh, let's just go me, Rich, Iceman. Just the way we've been going. All right, not, Ted DiBiase spoken. Let's not upset the apple cart. <laughs> uh, the, the Chiefs playing, uh, you know, the GOAT at home. Kicking off the 2017-2018 season. Only 393 tickets left, according to ESPN. Uh, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's 
It's New England. It's at home. It's coming off that huge comeback. I mean, it's, it's New England. It's not a question. Yeah, what was it Belichick said two days after winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, we're done celebrating. We're focused on next year. Yeah, they say we're like two days behind on preparing for next year. Yeah. Something like that. Like, uh, homeboy just don't give a fuck. He's just like, this is my happy face. Let's party. Yeah. So, yeah, give me the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Belichick on the sideline. Sorry about your start, Chiefs. You're going to be a 40-degree day on that day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Up next, New York Jets Ooh. heading into Buffalo. Ooh. Shady McCoy's gone, correct? I think he's in Tennessee, ain't he? Yeah. There's no Sammy Watkins. There's no Shady, I believe. Uh, you just got. There is no Fitzpatrick for Jets, though. Remember that. And they somehow got worse. <laughs> I mean, oh God, flip a coin. I'll go with Buffalo. They're the home team. Yeah, give me Buffalo. I don't know. No Ryan. It could happen. It could happen. I'm still picking Buffalo, but it could happen. All right. Are we? Isn't it a little early into the season to already be fucking throwing out that uh, cliche, any given Sunday, anything can happen? Yeah. Not for that game, it ain't. Speaking of that game. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I mean, it's so far, it's not, not too, a uh, little anticlimactic, the first few picks in. We're all agreeing so far. We're all like... Lockstep, <laughs> and we're yeah, going to continue to be lockstep because next up is the uh, the Atlanta Falcons heading to Soldier Field, playing the Bears. Uh, come on, man! Really, Falcons? Yeah, give me the give me the Falcons. The Toilet Bowl could be playing my high school varsity team, and I would still pick them over the Toilet Bowl. Falcons. Yeah. Uh, next up, Baltimore heading to Cincinnati, playing the Bengals. The matchup of meh. Uh, give me Cincinnati. Oh, no, not this one. Wait, Rich, it's coming, though. Cincinnati's healthy. They got the ginger. They got A.J. Green. Baltimore has not Joe Flacco. Um, he's even... Their receiving core this year. Uh, I think Jeremy Macklin's on Baltimore. Uh, give me the give me the Bengals. You know, uh, it irritates me that, that yeah, I, I have to pick Cincinnati, and it irritates me that I'm picking them simply based on no Flacco. Uh, actually, I was gonna go with the Ravens here. All right, finally, a dissenter. Yeah, we have a dissenter in our ranks. I get no Flacco, but I don't know. I just, Bengals don't have it. Perfect? I don't think so. All right, next up, I think we all know what, I think we're all back on track with this one. Uh, We already talked about it earlier in the show. The Steelers heading into Cleveland, First Energy Stadium. I mean, come on, really? Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, give me Pitt. In fact, I'll even I'll even I'll even go out on a limb and say this might be one of the better games of the last season of Ben Roethlisberger. That's just a feeling I have. So, I don't know, man. The Browns made some really big moves in the offseason. Too bad it was all made worse. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the Steelers. Would this be our lock of the week? We'd bring out our giant novelty padlock. (laughs) If you don't have the house bet on the Steelers on this game, you're stupid. All right. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Arizona Cardinals. Packing up, heading three time zones east. I called it, everyone. Ford Field. I called it. The Detroit Lions. I'm taking the cards. Yeah, definitely. Give me the Cardinals. I called it, everyone. All right. Who holds to that shit next week? Talking about Lions No, say it, motherfucker. I don't want you to be like, I never said the Lions were going to win. Lions. I'll say Lions every fucking week, Lions. Lions? The Lions? Lions. Lions? Lions. Lions? Lions. All right. Next up, the Jaguars heading to probably not Houston. Are they they still playing in Houston? I don't know. It's underwater. (laughs) The stadium, was that affected? Do we know? It says it's still. It, it says as of right now that it's happening there. So, yeah. Uh, give me. The, I, I'll take not knowing who Tom Savage is on the Texans any day over the Jaguars. Give me the. Give me the Texans. Yeah, I. I yeah, I have no reason to believe the Texans are going to lose to the Jaguars, and that's what will happen if the Jaguars end up winning that game. The Texans lost it. No, I think Fournette's going to come and run over him. Give me the Jags. Wow. All right. Man, I mean, you're just... I mean, you're riding this loser thing till it dies, huh? The Lions picking the Jags. All right. Battle for Florida. The Bucks heading to Miami. Although they're not. We don't know where they're playing. We know that it won't be played in in Miami. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Uh, you know what? Uh, give me, you know, give me Tampa Bay. I like their offseason moves way more than I like Miami's. You know, I'd like to say that them playing a neutral spot gives you know Tampa a reprieve, but I don't think it would have mattered even if they were in Miami. And I'm not trying to be cocky. I just, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not sold on the Dolphins improving that much more with Cutler at quarterback. So give me Tampa Bay. And Damakin Should have kept your ass in Detroit, son. Because you sucking down there. And unfortunately for Miami, the uh, Bucks have a defensive tackle that doesn't suck none at all. And uh, going to run all over Jay Cutler. Get reacquainted with the turf, you bastard. Yeah, but, you know, by Sue going to Miami, he did get to be on Ballers, so, you know. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, the Oakland, but not for long, Raiders. 
Heading to Tennessee. Playing the Titans. Give me Oakland. I like Carr better than Mariota. Yeah, uh, time has proven me wrong. Uh, Because I really wanted the Bucks to get Mariota over Winston. But boy, am I glad they took fucking Winston over Mariota at this point. So give me the Raiders. Oh, yeah, Raiders. It's my defense and my draft. Raiders. Oh, this motherfucker's going to start picking based on his fucking fantasy football bullshit. (laughs) Hey, that's my shtick. All right. Simple motherfucker. Come on, don't start that shit. Next up, NFC East. Battle. The Eagles. And the Redskins. Ah, flip a, you know, no, no flip a coin in this one. I like Cousins over Wentz. Give me the skins. You mean the Washington football team? The Redskins? <laughs> I wish I had an echo on my effect. Yeah, Red, you can't Red, say Red, Redskins. Skins, 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 skins. All right, so... So are we done with that nonsense? Is it, since we tore down statues and shit and CTE, does no one care about the Redskins anymore? Are we back to that? Well, I think you noticed that went away once Native Americans came out and said, "Hey, you, Whitey, you care a lot more about this than we do." That, that, that all that noise kind of died down, as it should. Um, man, this one's hard for me. I just fuck it. I can't be in lockstep with Chris completely this fucking week, so give me the Eagles. Well, I just picked up Carson Wentz on waivers, so guess who I'm picking? Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean he's going to play better. (laughs) He ain't playing this week anyway. I got Stafford starting. But, uh, no, the Eagles made a lot of good moves. And uh, Cousins spent the offseason bitching about a contract. And everybody know who Crowder is now, so yeah. It was a good season last year, Washington, but you're done. Eagles. Alright. Next up, the Colts visiting the Rams. Yeah, see, now here's the meh. I have no meh. idea who the I don't either. string quarterback in Indianapolis is. Me neither. He will be starting, because luck will more than likely not be ready to go week one. So, give me the Rams. They're the home team. Mm. Yeah. You use... Chris, your stick is, you know... Well, he's on my fantasy football team. Me is the home team if it's a fucking push for me. So, yeah, give me the Rams. I'm still going with the Colts. Their backup is way better than anything they got going in L.A. All right. All right. Next up. Ooh. Ooh. I bet this gets flecked to, or I don't know. It should. Too early in the season for any any of that. Yeah. Seattle at Green Bay. Man. Man. That should be the the, the kickoff early game for the doubleheader on Monday. Yeah. God damn. Uh, Give me the home team. I'll steal your bit, Rich. It's Green Bay at home. Give me the pack. Yeah, I'm going to take Green Bay, too. Sure. Why not? You won't say it. 
that team. That team in Wisconsin. Team in Wisconsin. The toilet bowl with a handle. Yeah. Them. Yeah. All right. Next up, Carolina at San Francisco. Give me the Panthers. I couldn't tell you who's quarterback at San Francisco. Isn't it? Bla- is it Blaine Gabbert still? It could be Rice okay, Aroni, for all I know. Yeah. It's the San Francisco treat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Give me the Panthers. I just. I. This is this is a complete rebuild for the 49ers. New GM, fucking new attitude trying to be installed, blah, blah, blah. So I don't... 49ers, you, they're looking at a way sub-500 season. Rich picking against the former Tampa Bay Buck. Ah. Me too. I'm going with Panthers. All right. The night game. Division battle. Actually, they're all division battles this week. The New York Giants. The Giants heading in to the Jerry Dome. Playing America's team. If Ezekiel Elliott is not playing this game, give me the Giants. Yeah, this is bullshit. We got to pick before we know that ruling. Hmm. I'll go with you, Chris. Because I, I don't think he's going to skate scot-free. I think he's going to get at least a game or two at the very least. So, yeah, give me the Giants. I go against you guys. I'm going Cowboys because I don't care if Zeke plays or not. The only thing he would change is how much they win by. Damn. You just The scared. quarterback in Dallas is far outweighs the quarterback in Green uh, in. Really? New York, so. Oh, yes. A, a second-year quarterback. Oh, 100%. lost one playoff game. Yep. Uh, okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're your picks. They're allowed to be your picks. All right. Hey, the earth is flat. That's just, like, hey. his opinion, man. A half-ass sports fan, half-ass hey, opinion. Hey, like I said, that's why it's the picks. You have your right to your pick. All right. Monday, September 11th. Hashtag, the Iceman's birthday. Hashtag never forget. Um. Oh, well, happy happy pre-birthday to you, Iceman. So it's, it's only year, time we get two Monday night games. I don't know why they don't do this every week. But uh, first up, New Orleans at Minnesota for the. Eh, I you know what? I like the offensive weapons on the Saints better than I do on the Vikings. Give me the Saints. <clears throat> And I see. I just talked all this shit about the Saints fucking playing spoiler. I mean, and damn, if if the Saints win and it goes as we picked it, every team in the NFC South won Week One. So, but yeah, I got to go with my gut. Give me the Saints. Vikings. All right, and uh, is this the marquee Monday night matchup? The Los Angeles Chargers. Got to get used to saying that. And Mile High to play the Broncos. Give me the Chargers. I can't tell you who quarterback in Denver is. It's probably it's, it's still what's his name, Trevor Simeon. A lot of that defense is missing. Mark Osweiler. No, he's a backup. 
Oh. He's number two. Then he might, not, he might not become halftime. Yeah. Uh, you got Philip Rivers. You got Keenan Allen. You got Hunter Henry. You got Tyrell Williams. Then you even got old and busted Hall of Fame bound Antonio Gates. Give me the Chargers. Ah. Uh. I still have faith in that Broncos defense. I know it's not what it used to be, but I just I think there's enough pride there to where the the the, the pieces lost and the guys coming in to replace them, they're going to be held to a standard that the previous guys were. So, give me the Broncos. Yep, I'm right there with you. That's what I'm going to pick. Denver because <laughs> it could be seen as you agreed with both of us. He's trying to be a smart ass. I Don't was. you own any fantasy people from either team? Any Broncos? No. Well, then Chargers? Pick your no. Fan- oh, well then, yeah, flip a coin. Hurry up, motherfucker. No, Denver. I'm going with Denver. All right. So that's it, man. Still got one of, if not the best defensemen in the league, so... Yeah, but he can't play all the positions. Yeah, but sometimes you don't need to, especially when you're playing somebody like the Chargers. Well, that's a good. That's the great thing about Week One. So hope springs eternal. Week One for everybody. Everybody's at zero zero. Optimism's at an all-time high for everybody. Even right now in Chicago, you're saying there's a chance. Um, no. Right now, <laughs> right now in Cleveland, there is optimism. There's more optimism in Until Cleveland. Until Sunday about 105. There's Chicago. optimism in Cleveland right now. The optimism just, in Chicago ended when they started drafting and changing and trading. I'm just thinking that the Browns fans in Cleveland are, are looking a lot like the <clears throat> excuse me, Indians fans were in uh, Major League. Who the fuck are these guys? So. <laughs> that movie's not going to end well, guys. No, no. I mean, let, oh, who is on? Who is? We have to before we go. I mean, we've been shitting on them. We, I have to look at their their roster. Like, who is even on Cleveland this year? The replacements: Keanu Reeves, like uh, John Farvo, Kenny Kenny Britt, Josh Gordon. I believe is still technically on. The no, Browns. I think they let him go because he's completely banned. I think. Here we go. Cleveland Browns released first depth chart of 2017 season. All right. Let's see here. Oh, God damn it. It's got to be all small. And I'm getting old. There we go. Uh, here they're, they're wide receivers. Uh, Corey Coleman, Sammy Coates, Reggie Davis. Um, quarterback, Deshaun Kitzer, Kaiser, Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser, Cody Kessler, Kevin Hogan, Josh Woodrum. Running back, Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson Jr. I mean, ugh. I mean, they picked up. They picked up Miles Garrett. I mean, that's. That was, I mean, but he hasn't played it down a professional football yet. And all of the names that Chris mentioned is way better than Mark Sanchez. So, good job there, Cleveland. Yeah. So, but right now there is optimism in Cleveland. Just say we're zero zero. Oh, um, I'm gonna pull an ice man. Uh, a little bit of breaking news. I meant to squeeze it in uh, before the picks, 
but it, it, it was jumping sports and I completely forgot. <clears throat> this article just hit at 440, according to the New York Daily News. Uh, Red Sox caught using Apple Watch to steal signs from the Yankees. Yeah, I saw that. I was going to say something, but we were like neck deep in football. I didn't want to jump all the way back, but yeah, so we'll be talking about that probably next week. Yeah, if it's if it's as if it's as serious as they're trying to make it out to be, it seems like something that's probably not going to be going very far. The interesting part that I, I just wanted to quote from the article was, in response, the Red Sox have fired back with their own complaint that says the Yankees steal signs using a feed from the team's Yes Network to accomplish the same result. And apparently this is uh, Brian Cashman, GM of the fucking Yankees, making this complaint. And uh, See, What are you saying? Everybody cheats? Yeah. <laughs> the, the report says that the Red Sox claim that manager John Farrell and uh, GM Dave Dombrowski were unaware of the scheme. So they, they're not necessarily denying it. They're just saying, hey, our GM and coach, they had nothing to do with it. Dude, are they, are they honestly playing the shaggy defense? It wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't us. So I'm sure. Well, it's it's 24-hour news. Well, see, you know, you know what's gonna happen. That shit will get buried. That shit will get buried in week one of football. The only reason I think it it might. I mean, it's gonna get buried. But the only reason I think it might not get buried as deep as as we're thinking is because it involves the Red Sox and the Yankees. And there's a there's a claim going both ways of cheating. That's true. It, and I mean, it is those two teams. Yeah, which is ESPN's right now just rock hard. They're <laughs> loving this. They're like, we just filled our fucking all our sports centers until fucking Thursday night kickoff. Yeah, it's not like it's the Mariners and the fucking Rays. Yeah. So all right. So who knows what wonderful things will happen. The next, well, next, oh, the next time we will meet football will have happened. Iceman will have been defeated in week one of fantasy football, but I don't know. Who. <laughs> you don't even know who you're playing. He's already talking shit. He's just going to lose, motherfucker. Yeah, whatever. Rich is going to rise up and smack the ugly off. He might. Chris. Week one, anything can happen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't talk shit on my behalf. Don't start writing this. <laughs> I, look here. Look here, LeVar Ball. I, I don't want. I don't want this hey, shit. I've seen the rosters. I know how this shit's going to happen. Week one, anything can happen. Remember, uh, what was it, Lions 2010? Stafford took that shot. At, what was it, the first game one? Oh, that was, yeah, against Cleveland. Yeah. Week one, anything can happen. Derek Carr could get his femur shattered on the fucking first series, and then I'm fucking done. No QB for a whole Sunday. That's, what th- that's week one. Anything is possible. We will see. Well, thank everybody who's been listening was playing with us again sorry if you tried to sign up we apologize on behalf of espn's shitty technology uh you know uh, uh maybe we'll try to get one going and uh, maybe a secondary one maybe like a couple weeks in i don't know figure something out definitely we'll learn from our mistake for the next year uh following us at twitter at sporty podcast uh email the show sporty at historymedia.net downloads go up and up and up that means you're listening and you're liking your passing it around join at a party telling your friends doing what you gotta do thank you for listening and we will catch you next week alright later guys peace out y'all if you like this show please tell a friend 
Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.